This is the Red Beard Podcast. Hold on to your butt. Do we really suck? Or is this guy really that good? I have one speed, I have one gear. Go! Hey, what's up? This is the Red Beard Podcast, and you're listening to Cooley. Uh, yeah, I'm just chilling here by myself today. My man Tony couldn't make it. He's getting ready for his wedding. The most important day in any man's life. So it's, uh, you know, it's reasonable. We can totally respect that, right? So we'll see him next week uh, when he comes back. Uh, a new man with a new wife. Well, actually, you know, it's like, you know, his, his old wife, but it's just official now. Um, anyway, uh, my man Rob is here with me today. You met Rob before. He is the founder of Steambox R.I., Steambox, yes. Yes, yes. www.steamboxri.com. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Steam Steambox is, and this is something that I just realized like recently because uh, I looked it up a little bit and did a little research on the whole like idea of Steam. Uh, it's you, you really created something different here because like you kind of added on to the, the STEM program, right? Yeah. Yeah, so it, like STEM was a major initiative across the United States um, for science, technology, engineering, and and math. Um, I didn't invent STEAM. I didn't put the A in STEAM, but um, I came around at a time where it wasn't frequently used. It wasn't frequently inserted. And here we are in Rhode Island, mm-hmm. and our greatest export as you and I have traveled around together and we've been to Philly together and we've been to Chicago together and all these great places with this beautiful art, right? Yeah. Where where we don't really celebrate the art here in Providence. Right. We make the artists and then we <laughs> send them to put a, you know, to make Philly beautiful and all this stuff. So, um, yeah, that's 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 happening right here. This is the capital of arts and you can't have science. You can't have engineering without some of the design work that goes into it. So arts is a really important part and it really opens the door for a lot of other students to embrace STEM when they would otherwise feel um, alienated to it. Right, right. And, and, and I'm you know, it's just funny to me because exactly what you said, like this is arts. The arts are things that we've been into, you know, forever. Right. Yeah. This is this is the stuff that we grew up loving, like, you know, whether it be, you know, theatrical arts or, uh, you know, man, run DMC, man. It, it could be fine it could arts, be musical run DMC, art. It could be breakdancing. It exactly. could be graffiti. Uh, it could be some beautiful sculpture. I mean, you and I have taken a look at various forms of art and we have a mutual love. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and the more extreme, the better. Exactly. And uh, one thing that we connect on big time would be comic books right yeah absolutely yeah uh comics have been a, a major topic for either you know debate mutual appreciation uh whatever mostly debate though like we 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 always seem to be on opposite ends of the spectrum with a lot of the things that we're into but at the same time it's not to the point where it's so overbearing that we can't stand each other right you know, as we've as as our lives as we've become adults and our lives have shifted away from comic books, it turns out that comic books is something that we debate less than any other thing. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like no matter what, uh, we could both look at something and both love it, and then we're gonna find something to debate. It turns out comics is actually some of the stuff that we we have more mutually like uh, conclusive. Yeah, we're more aligned on yeah, on that absolutely. now. Uh, used to we used to debate it. Yep, but. You know, now we've kind of moved into the movie territory because that's honestly that's where the comic medium's going. You know, I mean, it's 
it's more motion and more live action and, and animation and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't even know why. Cause it's, it, I can read a comic book quicker, you know? Yep. And it doesn't save me time. It's not more convenient. It's not, but it's, it's a little more exciting to watch a movie or watch an animation and, and actually see the comic book stuff that we were into before just come to life. Yeah. And it just takes up more of my time. So I have less time to get like into the comic book debates. Right. Right. Um, the pacing is different too, right? The pacing in comic books versus a uh, story or a movie. So yeah. uh, here's an example. Um, for Why the Last Man, uh, written by Brian K. Vaughan, uh, it was the 60, uh, it was in the 60s, the, the number of issues that they ran. Uh, brilliant series, and I've, I absolutely loved it. And I've been waiting for like a movie adaptation so I could see it on the screen. Uh, and the reason I get so excited is not to replace the comic books, which we love, but so that I could see how it's interpreted and reimagined and see how close it was to my imagining of it as I'm reading the books and right. stuff. Um, and as it's been a project, and this is one of those things that you haven't seen yet. Why the, why the Last Man you haven't seen yet um, in in television or, or, or movies, but while it's been in development, um, it's crashed several times, but every time it, it, they keep popping up as a movie and it doesn't make sense to me because how are they going to take, and this comes back to my pacing point, how are they going to take a two hour movie or, or two and a half hour feature and give us 60 hours worth of content? I mean, for contrast, right? We've got The Walking Dead, which almost does one book per episode, right? It mm -hmm. seems like one or two books per episode. They don't handle like 60 books in, a, in two hours, you know what right. I mean? The other thing about The Walking Dead, though, I mean, like, they they approach it a little differently where it's like, yeah, they, they give us a bone and they, they they cover some of the stuff that happens in the books. But at the same time, it's like, they, I mean, some episodes, they veer off into completely different territory, stuff that we've never even seen in the books before yeah. and and completely change the face of what happens in the books. Like uh, the, the scene where uh, Denise gets the crossbow bolt through the head. Yeah. Right. That's Abraham. Yep. Abraham gets the crossbow bolt. Spoiler alert. Eye, yeah. right? Spoiler uh, alert. Abraham should be have, dead by if now. If you haven't read yeah. that shit. If you haven't read it. They probably haven't. haven't. <laughs> I mean, let's be, let's be real. A lot yeah. A lot, of the, a lot yeah. of the viewers don't read the comic, right? Yeah. But but a lot of them do. And if you're into it and you want to read the comic, then shit, yeah. go for it. You're going to love it. Uh, and yes, that is a spoiler. But I feel like it's one of those things where, fuck it. I mean, like. Yeah, they watched it or you haven't, and yeah, yeah they read it or you haven't, and I'm not. I mean, at this point in the game, <laughs> if if you haven't, then you know whatever. We talk about a lot of areas that you and I have for debate, and spoilers is definitely one of them. You don't care. I cannot go online. I cannot go on the internet. I had students over for WrestleMania, and it was the same day as the Walking Dead season finale, and I needed to unplug from everything until i could watch the walking dead because i didn't even want a tease i didn't want a hint i didn't want to see a he or a she or something like that uh so i will hide under a blanket to avoid spoilers whereas you're you're free in the wind with this stuff oh yeah like when star wars came out like i literally read the entire movie before i went to go see it yeah yeah and it didn't bother me like i was just like wow cool that's gonna happen i can't wait to see it unfold because to me like knowing doesn't really change the art form it doesn't it doesn't change like what the director did it doesn't doesn't change what the writers did it doesn't change yep. anything it just it gives me an expectation when i go into that theater i hate going into a theater blind 
and not knowing what to expect, I want to know that that shit is good, right? I want to know that it's, a lot of people want to experience that for themselves. But for me, it's like, I, if I go in knowing that it's going to suck, then I can go in and I can just un- relax, unclench and have fun. Which you did recently. We'll yes. probably get into that. Yeah, we will. Way. We're yeah. going to get into that later. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, on the opposite hand, uh, my good friend Steven from uh, Boston, um, who we all had the same tracks with, right? Like all the cool people ended up working at GameStop at one point or another. Yeah, right, uh, right. So, so Steven, uh, I, I was talking about how EB cool, Games actually. <laughs> yeah, it was right, and it, for us it was EBX. It was yeah. like the high class EB Games, Electronics right? for, Boutique, for, right? For Copley, yeah. uh, for Copley Mall. Uh, hey, I man, do you remember that great line in the new Rogue One trailer where she says, um, "This is a rebellion, isn't it?" Mm-hmm. I rebel, right. Like, Dude, I love that so much. He doesn't want to hear it. He doesn't even want to see the trailer. He loves Star Wars. He and just anything that he doesn't want to see trailers. He doesn't want to see anything. He doesn't want to like spend a year in anticipation or anything like that. He wants to go into it completely blind. Whereas a, another uh, huge fan that I know just a moment ago on this podcast said, "I do not want to walk into that theater blind." Right. So it's interesting. Different strokes for different folks. Right. I feel you. I even got a buddy that is kind of like in between where like he wants to, he'll watch like the first trailer or the second trailer. But then once it starts getting close to the movie, yeah. like any trailers or like spots or whatever or drops that come out, yeah. doesn't want anything to do with it. Yeah. Because it's getting close to the movie. And he's just like, oh, fuck it. I'm going to see this in like four weeks. So I might as well yeah. just stop. Like, because I, I, I was getting all excited. I was like, oh, did you see that exclusive Captain America Civil War trailer on MTV? And he was just like, ah, don't tell me about it. I'm <laughs> too hot and heavy. Don't touch me because yeah. I'm going to explode. Right. <laughs> Save it for the theaters. But uh, but you talked about why The Last Man, like being uh, translated to film possibly. Uh, I'm not sure if there's, has there been any? Yeah. Yeah. There has been development. That? Yeah. I. Uh, I'm I'm making half of this up, <laughs> uh, but uh, I it's uh, being developed as a show now, which makes a lot more sense, right? So that's the good news. The good news. Well, if is- it's well, AMC, FX, maybe, and like Cinemax, HBO, Showtime. If if those are the, yeah. the networks being thrown around, then I'd be happy. If it was if it's like a show for like you ABC, know, don't or make NBC. me lie. I think uh, I think Showtime was what I heard. I think okay. Showtime was what I heard. So now, so that's the good news. Yeah. The bad news is in the meantime, uh, there's been another show um, by a great uh, comedian who was on SNL um, and he's working with a great cast and he had a very similar concept with the same name. I don't know how much of it's a coincidence, but it doesn't matter because satire enough, like a show is very funny and strong on its own called The Last Man on Earth. And oh yeah, that show is great. Man. It is great. It is great. But it's, you know, and while it's while it's very very different in tone, it's very similar, you know, in in the sci-fi aspect of it. You know what I mean? And I'm yeah. sure like the the lens is going to be completely different, right? It's almost like uh, the difference between a sci-fi mo- and movie and, and a comedy. But at the same time, it's a, it's a very similar kind of story. Well, so spoil, to speak. spoiler alert again. Uh, with that show, The Last Man on Earth, though, like it's really. It, it only reminds me of why the last man in like the first like few episodes. Yeah. When he is literally the last man yep. on earth and he's got like, you know, a couple of women on yep. the on the scene and he's just like, wow, this is great. And then yeah. all of a sudden men start showing up. So he's not the last yeah. man right. anymore. And, and uh, beautiful men too, right? <laughs> oh yeah. Like that, yeah. like, especially like yeah. homeboy there, man. Like what was his name? I forget. Uh, oh yeah. It was, his, he had his name. Yeah. He was, um, oh, I don't remember. Yeah. Whatever. But, uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> just so, Phil. Phil. Phil, yeah. Yeah, whatever his last name Miller? is. Yeah, Phil Miller, that's it. Uh, he shows up, he's got Phil Miller's name, and he's just like... like. So they made the other Phil take Shamar his middle Moore name. model-looking... They they made him take his middle name Tandy. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, that which was, was great. insulting. But but uh, and <laughs> more spoilers. If you don't want to hear about this show, you know, skip ahead two minutes. Uh, but when the other Phil dies, right? Mm-hmm. I don't, are you this yeah, far? Yeah. So when the other Phil dies, it turns out that uh, he withheld the fact that he had a middle name, which was Stacy. Uh, <laughs> the show was very funny. See, I, so, lo- I love what I love what he was just like. I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to be the alpha male. You're trying to and, he, and homeboy's just like yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> man it's it's a completely different show than why the last man it's a completely different thing but we've got a very large general audience and a lot of them would be similar demographics we've got a very large general audience already enjoying already enjoying a show called the last man mm-hmm. when you're about to introduce another show called the last man which has the same premise Here's the last man on earth, and the adventure starts here. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's a completely different story. But anyway, that's my only negative is that I feel like it would have been a lot more impactful if we didn't already have a show about the last man on earth. Right, but maybe they name maybe I mean maybe because of that, right, and the success of the last man on earth, uh-huh. maybe, maybe they name it just Y. Yeah, maybe they could do that. Uh, the letter uh, yeah. Y, right? It, uh, that would actually I think it would be a little bit more artsy. You know, do that and like have people. Hey, have you watched Why? Right? Like it's. Yeah. yeah I, I don't know. Yeah, without the title, it makes you go, "What is that?" Yeah. <laughs> Why do I want to watch it? <laughs> right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So so why the last man? And the comic is awesome though. It's so good. Like I I read the majority of the comic. Yeah. I got to like maybe issue forty or fifty, and it was just one of those things that because I was binging it. Right. Yep. And I don't know, like, have you ever binged a comic and not been able to get to the end of it because you were binging it? Yeah. Like, in it's large, like it's, you consume it in large chunks. And it's overwhelming. Right. Like, it gets to a point where you're kind of numb to it. You're numb to the story. Yep. Right. And like, and so I had to put it away. And it's not, don't take, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm, and I'm talking to the audience right now. Uh, <coughs> I got numb to it, but it wasn't because it was boring at all. Like, if I was taking it in doses the way it was meant to be, if I was taking it, like, you know, an issue at a time once a month, right, I, I'd be, like, I'd be waiting for the next issue. Yeah. But the fact that I was, I got the cliffhanger and then immediately, <laughs> you know, got to the next issue, like, that just, over time, it just, like, it wears out. It wears thin. And you just want to read something else. You want to get into, like, you know, an Avengers book or something, like, a little bit more light or or Your or audience fanciful. should know about this book <clears throat> yeah. that uh, the major differences are... Um, unlike the TV show uh, that we watch with Phil Miller, mm-hmm. uh, there there are not other beautiful men walking around. Mm. This earth is now dominated by women. There are only women. Yeah. The the plague didn't kill all of mankind. It killed all of man, uh, and it left women, and it left this one man, uh, Yorick, to roam the earth. So it uh, left another man, Ampersand. Amper, oh, yes, uh, yeah. y- y- man is t- used loosely here. Yeah, yeah, okay. it's a male. <laughs> yeah, he's what kind of monkey? The is only he? other he's, male. He's a monkey. Yeah, he's a he's a. Oh man, I forget the name of the type of monkey, but he's the same kind of monkey that. I don't like, want to be a monkey racist. No, so does he actually qualify as monkey? Is he? He's a monkey. I don't think he's an ape. He's one of those monkeys that uh, have the uh, those hats. The kind that the kind that people have in diapers that you know from the Hangover. 
Yeah, sure. It's the monkey yep. from The Hangover, basically. Is it the same one from uh, Night at the Museum who steals yeah. the keys and yep. pisses on the guy? And... Same kind of monkey. Those monkeys are assholes, aren't they? They are. Like, you never see those monkeys, like, doing nice things. Yeah, and that monkey did no nice things to anybody <laughs> except except Yurik. Yeah. Because he, he loves Yurik. Like, yeah. they're, they're, they're fam, you yeah. know? Uh, but it's really, I mean, so if if you are a male uh, listener right now, I mean, imagine if all of a sudden you're the last man on earth. Yeah, first thing you're going to do is miss your homies and stuff. And uh, there's going to be a lot of things that you're going to think of that are wrong. But then you're going to realize that uh, you've got... You are uh, the pick of the litter when it comes to uh, when it comes to women, right? Uh, and there's all these other things. So he has. You're the uh, only choice. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. You are the last man on earth. Yeah. So he's got all of these romantic opportunities and adventures, but also women want him really bad for that and other things. It takes him on a load of adventures, uh, and it makes him deal with a lot of really cool things. Here's the coolest thing about the book, though. I feel like, and I don't, and I know that it existed before me, um, before before I aged to this point. But um, when when I became an adult, I feel like a lot of comic books went adult with me, right? Because that's when a lot of my favorite adult comic books started really like nailing things and that and i'm talking about the dark knight returns and i'm talking about uh preacher and i'm talking about um why the last man and yeah. all of these books you know there's what I mean? a reason for that i mean so so when comic books came out yeah they were they were four children like yep. and you had people that were writing with what was in my within their minds what children wanted to read right right so they're writing what their audience wants like they're they're totally all about their audience now Later on, as we as we're growing up, the the kids that are reading comics are growing up too, and a lot of those people are becoming writers. And instead of writing what they think kids want to read, they're writing what they want to read. Yep. Right. They're, now now they're like, well, there's nothing out there for me now. Yeah. And they start writing what th- what's inside of them. Yeah. Right. So so now we're getting this whole new generation of writers that are writing for us. Right. Right. Because we're the one we're we're growing up with them, and now that's going to continue. And soon there's going to be comic books that we're just not even going to understand. We're not even going to get it. Oh, man. But <laughs> and that's going to be weird. Yeah. But I'm going to I'm going to totally be down with that. Well, it, there's the commonality, right? This is all still based in the art, right? Like a lot right. of the stuff that we talked about right from the beginning, the art, the A in Steambox, right? Yeah. Um, like Run DMC, that style of hip hop doesn't exist anymore. Now it's like this really weird like type of hip hop that I have... I, I feel like my mom. I'm like, I. What are you kids listening to? <laughs> you right, know what I because mean? Because it's written by people for a different generation. Than exactly. Us. But if you listen really close, there's a lot of great stuff in there, right? And mm-hmm. um, and so our our mutual homie, right, Tony, right, yeah. Tony, yep. woo woo for the for the wedding. Yeah. We said we didn't want to hurt him uh, right now, but we did want to hurt him at the bachelor party. That's why we had Mortal Kombat. We had uh, the Predator show up in cosplay uh, and do a lap dance for him and stick like a little uh, weird knife thing through his own. <laughs> Tony loved it. There's nothing that gets Tony off more than the Predator showing up during his lap dance. Uh, (laughs) But, um, yeah, I don't know where I'm going with this. No, so so the reason that I brought Tony in 
is uh, Tony had posted uh, Tony had posted on his social media recently about hip hop, and I agreed with his post. It was it was funny. Uh, and there was a lot of truth in it. Uh, and I definitely agree with the spirit of it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but something else that I've come to realize, and I don't know if we talked about this on the last podcast, but as I listen to like the current generation of hip hop, we see the garbage because the garbage is what's always on the front line. And it was no different in, you know, our adulthood, like when we first became adults, right? Yeah. Uh, like, so, so like Wu Tang wasn't all over 106. Right. Yeah. Exactly. No, it was, it was Hammer. Right? right, it was Hammer time. I I got into Hammer a little bit. Please forgive me. <laughs> I, I forgive was, you. I was wrong. Okay, <laughs> I was wrong. But but just like we had, just like we put Hammer and all these other people up there. I mean, what we see on the front lines here is Drake and people, uh, people who are just making weird rhyming sounds that don't mean anything. They're not even saying I'm a te ba you. You know what I mean? Like yeah. what? Right. But if you listen really deep, man, there's some Kendrick Lamar happening, and there's some um oh man there's no not kendrick um yeah kendrick lamar is yeah, dope yeah there's uh kendrick there's uh j cole um there's um logic there are some dope players in there just like they were in every single generation of hip-hop so um i want to tell you i want to tell you like that. the best thing about kendrick though is that he's actually getting recognition for it yeah like yeah. different from the the stars of our time, right? You know, the stars yeah. of our time, we always used to scratch our heads, like, why aren't they getting awards? Like, right. you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of them did eventually, right? Like, it was the, it was the Roots and Common and stuff, and these guys are doing whatever they want now, and so is uh, yeah. so is most Def. The Roots and, are having fun with Jimmy Fallon now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's amazing, and they, and the stuff that they do, like they they made Hamilton and all this stuff. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. they like I think Quest had a lot to do with the production and all. Yeah, that. he did. Um. So they're doing a lot of amazing things. So this is uh, one my way to uh, bring back a shout out to to our man Tony, uh, who's get, who's getting married tomorrow. But also to point out that yeah, man, the the art is still there. It's just that sometimes we got to look into it. So if we look if we look into the future and we look uh, at where it's come from, uh, comic books have been in those places and they're going to those places, but there was that one central time where Ennis and Brian K. Vaughn and all these people were writing these very adult books and it was really good. Um, so so there was Preacher, right? Mm -hmm. Ennis was also writing a book called The Boys. He also writes a lot of books that are just really weird and there's just be boobs and let's, weird let's stuff get for in, no reason. Let's get into Preacher for a minute because uh, that's coming up on AMC. That's gonna be another TV I, show. I'm excited for it and the really, the funniest thing, man, is that like nobody knows about this book and i don't yeah. understand like the only people that know about this book are like you me and like maybe a couple of people at work that just started like reading it or whatever because yeah. somebody put them onto it and it's like i mention it and people go what's that <laughs> right yeah and i'm like dude you don't know <laughs> like yeah. how do you not know this book to me it's like one of the best things that was ever written in comics like For just sure. because of just because of how ridiculous most of the shit was in that book i'd say it was my favorite book ever uh and it was at a perfect time for me too because it, you know it was it was the perfect generation you know when i when i was hitting it and reading it um i was taking the train back and forth from boston i had plenty of time to read and you know i had a lot of friends on there and and they would ask me why do you you know they didn't a lot of people don't understand a grown man reading comic books mm. And when people don't understand a grown man reading comic books you know what comic book you hand them <laughs> to show them yeah you preacher show, you hand them preacher right <clears throat> yeah you're not gonna even even something like the punisher by ennis which is great yeah. i mean you're still handing them a guy in tights yeah right exactly like you give him preacher you're giving him something that's completely like 
out of the norm, something that they're totally not expecting. Right. And uh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely, man. So good. It's so good. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to seeing what uh, Seth Rogen does with it. Right. Because we all like Seth Rogen as the guy who's uh, who's like the next door neighbor kind of guy who's super funny. We all like this guy on TV. So what's he going to do with our favorite comic book? Is he going to make it a really great show? Mm. Or is he just gonna make uh, you know sperm jokes and stuff? You know, now what you I mean? watched ejaculation the, jokes. You watched the uh, clip. I right? did. Tell me that shit wasn't dope. It was. Like I have no idea what the context of that was because that's not something that I've seen in the comics. No. But we know that they're doing they're doing the similar like Walking Dead style thing where they're deviating from the books a little bit. For the sake of clarity, we're talking about Tulip in the car. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I didn't see that in the comics at all. Yeah. But like, it really does capture her character, like who she is. Yep. And it was fucking dope. Like the way that she, the way that she was fighting in the car. Yeah. And like, it was just like such a great action scene that like nothing like you've seen on television, really. Yep. Like on regular television. So Preacher's a story of um, a man in search of God, a a preacher Mm -hmm. in search of God. He wants answers. Yeah. It's a different Uh, take on, on on a lapse of faith exactly right exactly because he actually knows he knows yeah he knows there's a god but he wants to know why right why have we as men been forsaken by god and he's going to get answers right. <laughs> like that's that's his thing like he's just like screw this i'm gonna find out right so as we mentioned names like tulip uh you should know that tulip is his uh his his romantic interest i would say Ex- ex-girlfriend fling yeah who's uh who's a drug addict an unapologetic like heroin addict and uh his best friend his name is cassidy who's this uh irish vampire bar brawling drunk yeah uh yeah vampire with a question mark though right like because like we and the and and the book the book never tells you why Right. And it doesn't apologize for it. It's just like, oh, by the way, his best friend's a vampire. Get yeah, we, we never meet any other vampires. Yep. I love it. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> They're like, don't give me the science if you can't do it right. You yeah. know what I mean? Don't f- give and me they some don't fake dokey. It. Yeah, they don't, they don't try. Fake it. They're, They're just, just like, like he's a, boom, he's a vampire. He's a vampire. Done. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Where's his fangs? Doesn't yep. have him. Whatever. Yep. <laughs> Deal with it. Hey, oh, you know what? Here's a reason to think maybe he's not a vampire, but I'm just going to drop this right here and walk away. Yeah. Oh, he just ate somebody. Thank you. <laughs> I think I'm convinced again that he's a vampire. Yeah, I love it. I absolutely there, love it. There is a character who has uh, there is a character who has a great deal of sex with a large mountain of meat that he's created to uh, and he's shaped in the form of a woman, um, which is interesting. Are you now, familiar, is that, are you familiar I, with this? I, I am yeah. familiar with this. Is he going to be in the show though? I can't wait to find out what Seth Rogen does. <laughs> yeah, right. The trailer seemed to pull no punches. Because I feel like I feel like well, yeah, our space, huh? You saw our space, right? I have not seen our. You still have not seen our space. Just look him up. Just look him up right now, so you can give. I can get your reaction on okay. on on here. But uh, while um while you're doing that, uh, the whole thing about changing the comic from the way that it was written and bringing it to the screen. I kind of get it because some of the stuff in the book was just so over the top, you know, Absolutely. that you can't, I don't think you can put it's, that on film. It doesn't feel like rated X, but it feels beyond R. Right. Not only beyond R, but it also feels like if you're going to do some of the stuff like it on film with real people pulling some of the shit off, it would feel almost silly. Right. 
Don't you think? Yeah. Like if it was like yeah. real people acting it out and stuff like that, like, you know, like what was like just certain things like it, I, I can't give it. I'm not going to give anything away just in case they do put it on the show. But uh, but you know what I mean? But then but then, you know, uh, Ryan Reynolds with Deadpool, he makes me feel like, oh, that's a comedy, though. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And it's a comedy book. It's it was it was written and directed the way that it was supposed to be written and directed. And it was very true to the source. And that's why it worked. Well, when we say the way it was supposed to be written and directed, we're talking about being true to the source. Right. And two minutes ago, we talked about how they were unapologetic for a vampire. And mm-hmm. we don't need to know why just because boom. Well, yeah. And, and I think that that's what I'm saying. Like, if you're true to the source in the sense that because uh, like let's face it nothing in Deadpool aside from maybe part, parts of his origin mm-hmm. was anything that was pulled straight from the comic okay you know what I mean yeah that Deadpool Deadpool was in spirit yeah and and accuracy as far as costume goes right yeah otherwise that that weasel wasn't weasel from the book like weasel was a, a tech guy like he he was the guy that supplied right Wade with his guns and bullets and stuff like that. He wasn't the bartender of the place right. that he like all the little things. There were a lot of little twists and turns that they yep. took, but everything was true to the spirit of of the characters in the in the comic and stuff like that. And that's what I think they're going to do with this, where it's going to deviate from the actual storylines, yeah, and like the things that they actually did in the books. But like you're going to get Jesse Custer and you're going to get Tulip and you're going to get. Um, what's his name there? The Cassidy, yeah. right? You're going to get these guys and and in their full form. Now, um, Tulip in the book is a white woman and in the show is a black woman. Right. Uh, is this okay with you? This is fine with me. This is fine with me too. It feels okay for Tulip. It feels okay for her character. Right. And I'm not saying it feels okay because she's a heroin addict, so may as well make her a black woman. That's not where I'm going. <laughs> That's not where I'm going at all. Right. Um, I I think I think uh, it wasn't essential to her character that she's strong as fuck though. Like I mean, I, yeah. I'm talking about her character and her spirit. Yeah, you know what I mean. She's not like even as a heroin addict, she might have that weakness of of that. But I mean, like otherwise, like she is a very strong character. Yeah, so absolutely. I mean, it's gonna it's gonna translate well. Yeah, I don't think anybody can point at her and say, "Oh, she's black," and like this is the guy, this is the yeah. character that we're gonna get. You know what I mean? Like yep. that's not something that you're gonna say. You're gonna be like, "Wow, she's a cool character." Yeah, I mean, I. I sometimes I sometimes get concerned with uh, changing with changing the races because sometimes these races are based in stuff. And you and I had talked about stuff and I don't want to get it too much into it. Um, I I think the one that you made me think about the most was when you were talking about um, man, Idris Elba, I thought was perfectly cast in Thor. And then you made me think twice about it. And you were like, you know, these these guys are based on Norse mythology, dude. Like it's it's all right. So. So it's Nordic, man. Like it's like it's like taking uh, Julius Caesar and making yep. him black. You know what yep. I mean? Like you can't well, do I, that. I don't know that there's an answer. I don't. I don't know that there's an answer. I, I'm. I'm with you that the Nordics are are white and yeah. and very white. Right? Yeah. Like there's not. I, right. Like you're not gonna I, go there and be like, oh, there's a black dude. Like it, there's another black dude. But we're talking about. We're not talking about Nordics. We're talking about Nordic gods. Right. So so I don't know. But but I don't know. But you made me think. But let's 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 also look at religion, right? Yep. For what it is, and religion is something that people that want to believe in something higher. Yeah. Right. Uh, they 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 put their focus on this belief that they've created. Right. Yep. 
And if you have the Nordsmen, right? People of the North, right? These these folks that are like basically lily white, right? All of them. There's mm-hmm. not <laughs> all of them. It's just like if you go to Africa, where yeah. all where the sun is blazing on you, you're gonna have people of color. Like, it, and the yep. lightest person you're gonna have is probably tan, right? Except for South Africa, right? <laughs> Which is a major part of. That. Go ahead. Shut go up. Ahead. Shut up. <laughs> Then you go, <laughs> you go to the north where there's like it's all snow. Yeah, you're probably gonna have all white folks, right? Like I'm not trying to be general. I'm not trying to be a generalist, right? Yeah. It's it is what it is. It's just geography and the way that the sun shines, um, and the the way that you have to adapt. You made you made me think. I you they created these pe- they created you've these made gods. Sen- you you've you've made it sense. You've made sense, and I've considered a lot of this. I I've also considered how. You know, somebody could end up amongst their ranks. You know what I mean? From from without. You know what I mean? Like they recruited somebody from another area. Like the gods are like, ah, oh, man, nobody, none of our, none of our, none of our guys are really good at guarding this bridge. We need to get somebody from from uh, Egypt. Not necessarily <laughs> to guard the bridge, but what if just ages ago, you know what I mean? That he became a part of. You know, he became a part of their like group. Loki, like how he was like adopted from like like Loki, the Frost Giants. I, I don't mean when I say like Loki, I don't mean through that path, but I mean like Loki having a variable path. Mm. Uh, so, so yeah, you gave me a lot to think about, right? Because I was I was thinking it makes sense sometimes. So some sometimes it you cannot change race. And sometimes you probably should. Sometimes it might have been written wrong. Spider Man, for do, example. Don't you think there are characters that Idris Elba would have fit better? Like, and I'm not saying just because he's black, but I mean, like, wouldn't you and I have talked about it? Even like, don't you think like Idris Elba as Black Panther would have been fucking great? Man, I yeah. Especially after seeing Beasts of No Nation. I I don't I I can watch him in any one role and know that he should and and this is my answer to him as at least his father you I know what I mean I think he can play whatever role he wants is my is my ultimate answer which right. goes against what we're talking about right uh, I think he can play whatever he wants he I can think, make you I, believe he's white I think no I think I think he's amazing he uh, is he's awesome he he is awesome he is one of the he, best actors whatever role he plays of his generation uh, whatever gender or race he plays the the product is probably going to be better off for because there's not a lot of better actors than he is. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so Spider Man, right? Sp- yeah. Spider Man, uh, Queen. He's from Queens, and him and all his counterparts are all white. And this, it at this point, and it probably it was probably different at the time that the Spider Man origin was written in comic books. But at the time that I sat down to watch the Sam Raimi version of the movie. First of all, I was in glee because Spider-Man is my favorite character and I got to watch him on the big screen in, okay. a, in, in a way that was, for most parts, excellent, right? We're talking mm-hmm. about um, Norman Osborn was so well played, right? Um, and and a lot of the acting was great. A lot of the production quality was great. The tongue-in-cheek stuff was great. And he really seemed to get the character, right? Sam Raimi did. Yeah. And I was a fan of Sam Raimi from Evil Dead and all that stuff in Army of Darkness. Um, but it, it did it did strike me as odd. And, and it took me apart from the movie. It took me away from the movie that... It, all of Queens is white. Like all of Queens is white. Like his whole public high school in Queens in modern day, like now is white. Mm -hmm. It's just not, 
you know, like my brain is those those big red X's from Family Feud are coming up in my head, and it, it just it just struck me as wrong. Um, so there are times where I think it's it's time to contemporize in a way that maybe it's not how it was written, but it's it's in a way that only makes sense in our world. Yeah, but while while I had a problem with <laughs> Idris Elba as uh, what you call it, uh, Heimdall, right? Yep. And Mary Jane Watson. Yeah. Kind of this, rubs you the wrong way, doesn't it? If if because we talked about Zendaya possibly being Mary yeah. Jane Watson, that kind of ruffles your feathers a little bit, doesn't so it? So weird. So weird. This is a weird conversation for me. <laughs> <laughs> this is a, because I'm the advocate. I'm yeah. the, I'm the advocate and for I, and you knew I had to pull this out of, out of out of my hat. So This is this is good. This is a sucker punch, but it's a yeah. good one and I I love that you're pulling it on me. Uh yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Tell tell us what we're talking about. Tell us so, what you're talking about. So Zendaya uh from what is it Disney or Nickelodeon? Disney uh, TV shows, I believe. Yeah, Disney TV shows. Uh, she is cast in the new Spider-Man movie uh, from the from Marvel and Sony. Mysterious role. It's a mysterious role. Uh, nobody really knows who she's going to play, but I am pretty pretty sure uh, somebody of her profile is probably going to end up being Mary Jane Watson because Mary Jane in the comics was traditionally a, a model, right? A fashion model, mm-hmm. uh, somebody or so, an aspiring fashion model from high from the high school that Peter Parker goes to. Um, so she is like she's she's a she's basically that person in real life. So I'm guessing that that's who they're they're casting her as. I could be completely wrong, but to me, it makes sense. You left out some key things that we know about Mary Jane. See, the thing is. And and you when well, also the fact uh, did I, are you talking about the fact that our last name is Watson that I think that that is a traditionally black African American name right like if you think about in if you're in England Watson is definitely probably a white person's name right but in in America when I hear the word Watson I don't or the I, name Watson when I hear the name Johnson when I hear that like I mean these are people that can be white but guess all, what with I all think. those names with all those names I I would make no assumptions with those names and I would always no I wouldn't I, make assumptions I wouldn't make assumptions but I always felt weird about Mary Jane and I couldn't put my finger on it until they cast her until they cast as possibly, her as, as possibly Mary Jane and Zendaya was Mary Jane Watson and I said to myself Eureka this is why Mary Jane has always been weird to me. The name Mary Jane Watson just fits on a on a on a on a black woman. I think it does. I just think it I think to me that that just brings it all together. And now just just so everybody understands, I am a I am a man of color. I am not saying this as a, as a judgmental racist person. I'm just saying there are things out there that just make sense to me and to me this makes sense. I'm visibly uncomfortable, probably. Uh, you are. He's like. He's I, like. I. I think there are elements, almost like, almost like a, a withdrawing crack addict. Like I, I see you, like you know, playing with <laughs> your face and stroking my beard. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh my god. Uh, there, there are elements here that you're probably not so wrong about. Right. But the thing is, Mary Jane has spider-man's become an icon for with great power comes great responsibility the the ability to um triumph in adverse conditions and all this stuff Mm -hmm. um not because he's white um 
So for them to do some Miles Morales stuff, I thought it was great. Go for it. Hey, you know, I've got family members who are half black, half Puerto Rican, just like Miles Morales. And I think it's great that they have this Spider-Man character that they can look up to. And I think it's great that our nation, as diverse it is, as it is, has more characters that they can look up to. Mary Jane has become an icon not for her fashion sensibilities, not for being Peter Parker's girlfriend. Mary Jane has become an icon for being the hot redhead. I mean, that's just, she's the hot ginger. That's what Mary Jane has become an icon for. So it's weird because it's a chicken and an egg situation where Mary Jane very well could have been written as a black woman in the first place. Mm. But she has... She has set the icon for for that hot redhead, which I think is totally unfair to ever think that this geek Peter Parker would ever be able to pull off. You know what I mean in high school, but uh, good for him. Uh, how about how about the how about one? I of think the she first, could play Gwen Stacy. How about one of the first interracial couples in? Well, you have you have Luke Cage and Jessica Jones, but there's almost like this weird like this flip on that where Luke Cage is like the the black stud. Yeah. And Jessica Jones is like this white chick that, and you can look at that either way where she's taking advantage of him or she, he's taking advantage of her. But the other way around, you don't really see that too much where you have like this white male that's going out with a, a black female. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, to me, that to me, this could be, this could be this, the almost the same. Cause there's, there's a lot of hot redheads now. Yeah. Back then you kind of, you might, you may have needed that because gingers may have been kind of been like the, uh, the odd man out or the odd woman out at that time. You always had like Opie Taylor, Richie Cunningham. You had like, you know, but you never really had like the only, the only other one was maybe ginger from Gilligan's Island, right? That people kind of fantasized about at the time. Uh, but, but now you got redheads everywhere. Everybody, they're dying their hair red. (laughs) You know what I mean? Uh, so, so to have like that, that interracial couple kind of take that next step. Like and have it be you know, white guy, black girl, right? And have it be like a totally, like organic situation, you know? What I mean, hey, I need a date to the prom. Oh, you know, my 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 best friend's uh, daughter's in town. You know, let me introduce you. Ah, face it, Tiger, you just hit the jackpot. Like that, that being a, a moment where you have you know two couples come, two people coming together as a couple. I think that can be very powerful it's for a, for today's youth. It sounds beautiful, and the <clears> way that you put it. Uh, I yield to you. I yield to you on this conversation. Okay. Uh, That's awesome because that hardly ever happens. I might still, <laughs> I might still be uncomfortable stroking my beard, going, I don't know, and then wait and see. Uh, and it, it might, the concept might have to grow on me. But I tell you, um, I, I'm all for diversifying characters more. Um, the things that, the the differences, the leaps that I want to see um, reduced are character leaps. You know what I mean? Like we've grown to love these characters because we love the characters. So so just be true to the character. It doesn't have right. to, the the color is not so important. And and here's where I can go into a more contemporary issue. Lex Luthor, right? Like ah. and I I hate I hate that <sighs> I, I I hate that I knew it from the previews, right? Because that implies that like I didn't go in with an open mind. And and I promise you, I went in with some some DC fans and I really tried for them. Like I wanted it to be great for them. So we're doing this now? Um we don't have to. Let's but, do it now. 
All right. All right, let's just do it now because you started it. And like, well, this you, is the second time we mentioned I wanted it. To, and I don't want to wait. I, I want to point out that one, I'm not the great red beard. I'm not, uh, I'm not our man Tony who's getting ready for his wedding right now. Um, this is your show and you facilitate, but there's so many tangents that you've already pushed, man. Like uh, Jessica Jones, when you brought up Jessica Jones, like how great was that? Like how can awesome. I come on your podcast without, without talking about how amazing that was as a metaphor for sexual victims, right? For victims mm -hmm. of sexual crimes. That show was, we talk about art, that whole show was art. I had some issues with pacing in the middle, which probably- slowed down a little bit. Yeah, it slowed yeah. down a little bit, but man, David Tennant was so great. Um, her relationship with Luke Cage was so great and it made so much sense like after the relationship that she was coming out of. Um, it's such a great hero. Uh, for people and this is one of those things where they've taken great material and somehow made it even better on screen which is weird for me to say about brian michael bendis's work right like they, yeah. they've taken his his pages and they've somehow made them even better uh which absolutely amazed me for, forgive me you're the facilitator facilitate to wherever he, you want to go he agreed <laughs> did he bendis agreed yeah he, uh give me a roundabout of what he had to say I no don't... he was just i i remember him uh, you know, talking about the show and he was gushing about it. He was yeah. just like, he was super happy and, and excited about it. And he said, and he literally said like, this is hard for me to say, you know what yeah. I mean? I think that, I think that, you know, you like, they nailed it and they did, they did such a great job with yeah. it. And, and he was like, it was very hard for him to say because he didn't have anything to do with it. Yeah. Like he didn't write it. He didn't, he, he exec, he didn't executive produce or anything like that. They consulted with him, but to the extent of like, you know, Hey, does this sound right? You know what yeah. I mean? But but they he he was it was very hard for him to actually you know say this to the fans that somebody else got got his baby right you yeah. know what I mean and it, and it was and it was it was cool it was a cool moment because it, that was the that was the moment that I was like dude I cannot wait for this show right you know what I mean it was it was, and I was already pumped because it's one of my favorite characters you know and and Luke Cage was going to be in it who's my other favorite character so um, you know the fact that they nailed it and they did they. They absolutely did. There was nothing that they got wrong, they, especially yeah. with, you know, introducing Patsy Walker was one of the things that they they took liberties with because Patsy right. Walker wasn't a part of her no. mythos. Who was it in the book? Um, it was it was Miss Marvel, right? Or Captain Marvel, right, right, right. Captain Marvel now Miss Marvel then. Uh, it was Carol Danvers. She was like her her friend, her confidant. But Marvel um, has other plans for her right now. Yeah, so she couldn't make her debut in this show. Right. They didn't have uh, anybody, you know, cast in the role. She's going to be in her own movie. She's going to be introduced later on. So they had to they had to use somebody else. And Patsy Walker was perfect. Yeah. It was the perfect choice. Yeah. You know, and like the fact that they were like, she wasn't Hellcat yet. She's she's training. She's trying to, you know, be able to defend herself and stuff like that. It's like she has like the perfect organic transformation into a vigilante that and I think she's going to end up being part of the defenders. She has to be like you yeah. can't introduce her and not make her part because she is one of the defenders, the originals. Hellcat, uh, very few people know, is Marvel's first icon. This is like before Captain America, before everything. Mm -hmm. uh, Hellcat is uh, a real early book that got adapted and brought into Marvel. Um, and and so she's she's a pre-existing character. And a lot of people are looking at her like she's playing second fiddle to all of these already like B-tiered characters at Marvel, right? Like we don't think of Luke Cage and Iron Fist as like the top dogs at Marvel. Um, so so good for them to get Hellcat involved. Mm -hmm. If we're talking about diversifying characters and changing races and stuff like that, I'm all for it. 
I'm all for it. We live in a very diverse place, and the more that the we're represented that way on screen just makes it more real to me. So I'm all for it. But they've been written as these already excellent characters, or else they wouldn't have been successful enough to adopt into a big screen screenplay at all. So uh, we wouldn't have a Superman movie if Lex Luthor wasn't already an amazing character. So why would they try to... Why would they try to contemporize Lex Luthor? Like, as if we're too stupid to get this real strong, classy character, right? Who may be, you know, written, you know, 50 years ago. Why would why would they try to make it like this hipster douchebag wearing a Banksy t-shirt? And I don't say Banksy is associated with... He kind of is. Like, hipsters love their Banksy, and it sucks because I love Banksy too. But, <laughs> but he's literally wearing a Banksy t-shirt, and he's a hipster douchebag, and he talks like a hipster, and he's an absolute douchebag. And it's not Lex Luthor. And people might say, and people might argue, no, it's Lex's son. It's definitely Lex Jr. F you. If this is Lex's son, this was their shot at Lex. And it's for all intents and purposes, Lex, whether you call him Jr. or not, whether he has a dad that's dead who was like a previous Lex Luthor. Well, guess what? He's not at play here with this Superman, so he doesn't count. So this is all we get for Lex Luthor, whether it's his son, whether it's Grandpa Luthor, whether it's Baby Baby Luthor, whether it's a clone of Luthor. Mm. This was their shot at Lex Luthor, and this is what they gave us. And and Lex you. is and Lex is dead, according to the movie, right? Like because his father died and left him the business and the money and all that right. stuff. So so if this is Lex Junior, then the actual Lex Luthor is dead, and this that means that we'll actual... never get we'll never get that Lex Luthor. So this is Lex Luthor. This is this is Lex Luthor. Yeah, whether he's Junior, 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 third, fourth, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Ditto. <laughs> Can you, can you put a cool echo effect to that? Yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I'll do that. Uh, so. I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> so the, uh, yeah, so the movie Batman v Superman, we have very different ideas of how, how that movie played out. Uh, and one of the interesting things is that when it's me and Tony on Redbeard Podcast yeah. and we're talking about Batman v Superman, I'm usually in your shoes where I'm saying how how awful it is and Tony's defending it and saying how great it is. And we're about to flip that right now because you're about to tell See, me how, how much more awful it is than what I think. And I'm going to be like, dude, it's not that bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? I do know what you mean. Yeah. We've been talking for years and years. We've, we've had, you and I have had a podcast that nobody listened to because we haven't recorded it for decades, <laughs> right? And we yeah. always had a segment called Good Cop, Bad Cop, and we're about to play Good Cop, Bad Cop. Yes, and right now, you're the good cop and I'm the bad cop. So go. Listen, if I go into a restaurant and I order steak and they serve me a piece of shit sandwich, I'm going to be angry that they served me a piece of shit sandwich. Mm -hmm. I'm going to want the steak. And if the waiter comes up to me and says, hey, well, hey, there's some Ben Affleck garnish on the side and some other cool things. Look, the bread is the highest quality bread. I don't give a shit. This is a piece of shit sandwich. I do not want it. Like, why would you? Like, I know people who acknowledge that a lot of this is horrible, and they and but they still are willing to accept it. It's like, well, this is this is all. This is what we're gonna get. I wanted Batman versus Superman forever, and I finally got to see them punch each other. And yeah, but it was horrible and you deserve better. And I normally argue with DC fans and talk about how Marvel is better. And I don't always believe it, especially when it comes to animation. I have such high respect for DC when it comes to certain areas like animation, not when it comes to um, 
not when it comes to how they portray women, uh, usually with, of course, the exception of Wonder Woman. Um, recently. Recently, right. Um, but but she I've, was a secretary at one point. I've got a lot of problems. Uh, I've got a lot of problems with DC, but I really try to keep an open mind for these students. And because I love so many people who love DC, I wanted this to be good for them. Plus, for the sake of competition, like I wanted Marvel to look at this and be like, oh, we need to step our game up. Marvel is not looking at this like we need to step their game up. And I can give you a million reasons why, but I'm, I'm Marvel's gonna, looking at this like we don't have to really do anything at this point. We're good. <laughs> I'm you. Everybody, everybody who who would listen to this already knows that it was a two minute fight that was resolved because they have a mother's name in common, right? Martha, right? <laughs> Martha. Did why'd you say that? Why'd you say that name? <laughs> Do you know something? <laughs> <laughs> like they have a they have a secret code word. I'm a friend of your son's. Um, it's it's yeah. It, he went from really <laughs> trying to kill him to being his friend. Really, your friend of my son's. Lois Great. Lois goes back for the spare with kryptonite. Why? Uh why? No, uh, you're not you're not saying anything I don't I don't Superman agree with. It, but it, when the list is so long, it it the sum of all parts is that it's a piece of shit. The sum of all parts is that it's a failure of a movie. And it might have had some elements in it that were cool. Right, it was cool to see Batman fly around the room and put fear into all those people. That I mm. thought that was cool. And by fly, I don't mean when he flew at the beginning because I hated that. Um, it was okay that it was a dream, but like all the dreams, it was, it was a lot. It was very scattered. I I can't stop thinking about how Superman was framed for a mass shooting, right? And in like this atmosphere where like mass shootings occur and stuff, like it's a very real thing that happens in this world. But to to think that this godlike character did that to pose that as a reason for them to get into this Marvel Civil War ripoff territory that they did in the movie, it blew my mind. Like, it's just such a terrible premise. Lex is such a terrible character. And the movie was just so terrible. Like, there, to, for me, right? For me, like, the movie was entertaining. And I, I went... I, I see they I punched see, each other. I see you rolling your eyes. I see it, um, or at least looking into the back of your head to figure out what the hell I'm talking about. But but I can tell you that I went into this. I, I'm I get the strict feeling that you went into this movie expecting the movie to expecting the movie to be good. I went into this movie expecting it to be absolute garbage. I tried to amp myself up before the movie. Tried to say, oh, this movie's going to be great because I wanted to give it like all the credit in the world and give it a chance to fall flat on its face. But inside, I knew that I knew this movie was going to be awful, right? So, like, I'm saying to myself, it's going to be awful. I'm watching the trailers. The trailer gives everything away. Like, there's... It did. Like, they uh, said that it every didn't. Every good thing away. They said that it didn't. They say, like, like they tried to say that, you know, oh, just watch it because there's way more to the movie than what we have in the trailer. But they absolutely gave every single piece of it away. Um, like, like, you could watch the trailer and be like, oh, so, so Batman... So Superman's being revered as a god. Batman doesn't like it. They fight because Lex Luthor sets that up. They become friends because they have to face Doomsday and, oh, Wonder Woman shows up. And that's exactly what happens in the entire movie. Like, that is the plot. It is the the beginning, the middle, the end. There's nothing that was surprising in that movie at all. There was no, except for the death of Superman. Is she with you? That was even in the trailer. It, not only was that in the trailer, but when Batman says, I thought she was with you, was that Batman who said that? Or yeah. Something? He had just emailed her. Yeah. What the hell? 
what the, right did you forget that you just emailed her maybe he thought he was dreaming were you too busy with the workout montage he might have thought he was dreaming he might have thought he was dreaming <laughs> and he dreams about ezra miller which is you know like we all know about men in tights and now you know there's some subliminal there's stuff that, happening but, the, here. but i don't think that was a dream i think that I actually think that was like the flash, like traveling through time and that being like a side effect of the time travel type thing. But um, I think it was poorly executed. So it looked like a dream and it went out because like that shit was way too there was way too much shit going on. Like with that that vision, like you had the, the Omega symbol emblazoned in the ground. You had you had you actually had parademons coming down. Uh, and like you know, helping out Superman. Everybody had like these like you know weird yeah. Nazi un- like uniforms, and everything was too specific and pointing to Dark Side. Yeah, uh, for that to be an actual dream, that was a vision of the future. That was, so- but it was poorly executed. No, like, I I agree. That um, it- but but for me, like the the movie was entertaining. I thought the the cinematography was great, and for me, that that was the thing that made it better than what you're thinking but not so great that i made it more than average um and and the the problem with that movie for me the biggest problem is lex take lex out of the equation the second biggest problem is the fact that they the the story the writing you had you had places that you wanted to go like you had your destination set for each beat in that movie and they manufactured the result instead of having Instead of actually writing something and saying, okay, well, this is where we end up because this is the stuff that's happening. There's nothing right. organic in the movie. You have, I want this to happen. I want Superman to be on trial. How do we get him there? Yeah. Right? I want uh, I want them to fight. How do we get them there? Here's they how. need to stop fighting. How do we get them to stop fighting? All right, now. Here's how we get them there. Let's ignore the people with bazookas and AKs, you know, tearing through the city with a truck full of kryptonite. Let's have him target Batman because he's the dickhead who Superman needs to go and get right now. Right, right, and then and then you have uh, <coughs> then you know, oh we need Doomsday. How do we get Doomsday involved? We need to uh, find a way to stop Doomsday. How do we get the spear back? Right. Oh, Lois can go get it. Right. But why? Why does Lois go get Nobody it? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. There's no why to anything that happens. There's no reason to anything that happens except for the end result, which is like, oh, that's why that happened because we needed to get to this point. Right. So so the writing is just so fucking haphazard and shoddy that it throw I, people don't understand why they're thrown off by this movie. But that's what it is. It's what just you, so it's so uh, stuttery. What you've just described, <clears throat> what you've just described. And what, what I, I believe that we can come together. We're going to find some common ground here. Mm-hmm. What you've just described is a bad movie. That's a bad movie is what you've just described. Now, I've seen some bad movies that I really enjoyed. Kung Pao. I love Kung Pao. It's so stupid. It was supposed to be that, though. Yeah, it's supposed <laughs> to be bad, right? So let's point at one that's not supposed to be bad. Let's apples to apples, right? The Punisher with Thomas Jane. When I left that movie, I loved it so much. There's a difference between being able to really enjoy a movie and it being a good movie. There's a lot of movies that we can all think back on that we really enjoyed that were not good movies. Mm. This movie, it's fair to say, 
hey, I, I enjoyed this. I enjoyed Batman versus Superman. I really liked this and this. I love the bug scene where Batman was fighting bugs in his dreams, right? You can say any of these things and it's your opinion and I'm cool with it and I'm a little jealous that you enjoyed the movie more than I did. Uh, and and my 10-year-old son who was rolling his eyes through the whole thing too. <laughs> um, but But what I can't hear is like it can't, it can't qualify for a good movie. And I know that you might say, hey, you know, that's an opinion about whether something or not is good. But I mean, there's a sum of all parts. There's an equation to this. And like, it's how can you point at something that's so irreparably broken and say this was good? And I'm not pointing at you because I don't think ultimately that's where you're going with this. I think ultimately you gave it a score of like passable and I was able to enjoy it and probably passable because I was able to enjoy it. Right. Um, where I know some people, and I'm not talking, my man, enjoy your wedding. I'm not talking about Tony. I'm talking about some people who like, who like really are like, you're just a Marvel fanboy. They don't even know that I love Marvel, which I do, mm. right? Yeah. But people just be like, oh, you just go watch Civil War then, blah, 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 blah. This is great. The thing is, it's not because I'm a Marvel fanboy. Not only in the spirit of competition, but because I love so many DC fans. I want to say to you guys, if this is you, I want to say to you, don't you deserve better? Like the Batman versus Super. If you ever saw the the animated series where where Batman and Superman were going back and forth and they discovered each other's identities, that could have been a movie in itself, and it would have been awesome. It would have been amazing. Mm -hmm. I mean, don't don't we deserve better? Don't we deserve a qualifiable movie? Yeah. Here's here's the problem, right? With that is you have you have these people that are attacking Marvel fanboys for being fanboys and hating on DC when. None of us had anything to say until Zack Snyder opened up his mouth and said that that whole comment about like, you know, Marvel's just the flavor of the week. And we have these mytho mythological characters that, you know, are like, you know, amazing. And this movie is going to be so off the chains that he it's wanted gonna, to swing the he, he was he was he was measuring dicks with Marvel. Yeah. And, and you can't do that, man. Like when you have something that's so dominant, like just just be like, I mean, if he just said. Dude, I'm so happy that Marvel's being so successful because it opened up the door for us to be able to do what we're doing. Which right? is true. Exactly. Right? That's it. That's all you have to say if you're going to bring Marvel into the equation. Otherwise, just leave them out of it and just be like, hey, this is what we're doing. Right? And if you want to say how great it's going to be, great. But don't compare it to something that's so beloved. Right? Because everybody loves the Marvel movies. Right? I can't. Every, even the people that are saying Marvel's a fanboys and they're, they're, yep. they're they, they also cannot freaking deny that those movies are so enjoyable and, and entertaining yeah because of how how they craft the movie and and that's where my, that's where my biggest problem lies with this production and why I, why i shoot it down so much is because it was built up so much by the director and they and he literally compared it now here's the difference between civil war and bvs for those out there that are trying to say i'll oh, just go watch civil war or whatever like of course i'm going to go watch civil war here's the here's the difference is that they built up the friendship between captain america and iron man for 8 years right right we got eight years of these characters meeting and interacting with each other and like, you know, becoming this family of, of heroes that had each other's backs, right? And became became friends. Like maybe not the best of friends. They had their differences, they had their arguments, but they always found common ground and came back together. And this movie is going to be this is gonna be the introduction of something that divides them so terribly that they can't find that common ground and they're gonna go at it, right? And th and this is a this is a clear example of what Batman v Superman did not do because 
until Batman v Superman, we hadn't even seen this version of Batman. And and there's no there's no feeling there's no there's no like uh, there's no love lost there because they never knew each other. All of a sudden, now they have to fight, and there's like who cares? There's no consequence. Yeah. Right. And then all of a sudden they're friends, and now he wants to like you know do something to honor his memory. Why? They, like you met him ten minutes ago. Right. I, I do have some faith in Ben Affleck, uh, who's going to be directing, and and it's weird. I know people are gonna hate me for saying this, uh, but he's a pretty good director. He is. And, no, no, I, I had faith in Ben Affleck from the time that they announced that he was going to be Batman. Actually, I'm lying. Probably well, now, for the first 10 minutes, I was like, ew. But yeah. then once the internet blew up and said, said fuck Ben Affleck, I was like, oh, the internet is never right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he's probably going to be awesome. He's going to be okay. Um, and he wasn't the reason that Daredevil sucked. Like, I thought he did a good job as Matt Murdock. He's so so now that he's directing and, and writing Batman, and now we also know he's starring in Batman. Um, I, I'm looking forward to Batman. I mean, take it out of Zack Snyder's control, get a fresh perspective on it. Um, and and I, I'm looking forward to a new Batman film. Yeah. Batman's the Marvel character of DC anyway. He is. He is. Uh, I, I want to give a shout out to um, Adam, Jerry, Steven, um, Crystal, uh, and and Jefferson, right? These guys are always coming through and hanging out, and these they are some DC fanboys who come into my Marvel home, and we go to the movies and watch these Marvel movies together all the time. Uh, we argue back and forth which is the best movies, which is the best shows. Uh, we broke Steven. Uh, we broke Steven. Uh, <laughs> Steven's a huge Superman fan, and, and he left that theater like with, you know that plastered smile like the jokers mm -hmm. right not the jokers but somebody who's been gassed by the joker yeah <laughs> he left he left the theater with that smile like it was good it, <laughs> it was good and and you look in his eyes and you know that he's like right <laughs> dude, i feel bad man dude if, if if ben affleck is smart i mean he's got a friend in his pocket right now that he can pull out and just ask and i know he'll do it he should get he should get Kevin Smith involved in helping him write this movie. You think so? He should. I'm not saying he will. I'm saying if I was him and I knew that Kevin Smith was available to me and, and you know Kevin Smith would drop anything that he is doing in the moment to write Batman. You you know he would. Okay, so so hang on a second. Hang on. Hang on. Let me can I add to can I add here just a little bit? Yeah. Can we let, how about we compromise? Cuz my first thought was Ben, uh, Kevin Smith is not very successful commercially with with movies, uh, nor not commercially. No, but right. We, we agree that we love his shit. He's got some stuff that neither of us love. Oh uh, yeah, but the clerk with stuff, Ben Affleck, um, the clerk stuff was great. Yeah, of course. Like that's that's. And I'm off looking forward chain. to a new, another one. And he's so powerful on the internet that I refuse to say anything bad about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so so while I was being cautious, I started thinking about uh, I started thinking about one of my favorite duos, right, for writing and directing. So I love Rodriguez movies, Robert Rodriguez movies like Desperado, mm -hmm. uh, and he's always teaming up with Quentin, and Quentin is the illest with a pen, right? Yeah. So first of all, if you could get Quentin to write Batman, then you get Quentin to write whatever Quentin wants to write. But I'm talking about no, availability, no. Then. right? Nobody believes Quentin's writing Batman, right? What I'm suggesting is. What I'm suggesting is a team up like Quentin Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez. So what we have is Kevin Smith uh, going over the uh, Ben Affleck script. 
Well, yeah, that's what, I, that's what I was getting I, at. I don't you mean get him involved. Let's not have him write the whole thing. But if he does a touch up, this is what you get in Desperado, right? With Desperado, you got all these really cool, weird lines thrown into the movie that are just so amazing and awesome and mm-hmm. like fixed the pacing and did so many great things. And let's be real, like Kevin Smith's claim to fame has got to be dialogue. It's got to be. Yeah. You know, dialogue is like his dialogue is so impeccable. Like everything is. Like in and his characters are so different from each other. Like in in the it's a living world. Whenever you look at, whenever you watch Clerks, whenever you yeah. watch Jay and Silent Bob, Stri- Jay, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, like those movies, like you have these characters that are like you know they're implanted in the movie. Yep. Like you have Jay and Silent Bob, but everything around them, every character is so different, and and the world is so living and breathing that it's like it just makes everything worth it to watch. Um, Zach and Mary, um, great movie. All I could think about is. Batman, uh, Ben Affleck, and Robin, whoever they get, right, sitting around the Batcave talking about why episode seven was better one of their takes or worse the other one of their takes than the original trilogy, right? But come on, man. You've read. You've read. (laughs) This is Kevin Smith's stuff. But you've read Kevin Smith's Batman. (laughs) This is true. And loved it. I loved Kevin Smith's Daredevil. Onomatopoeia? Uh, If if we were talking. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. What? What? That well, was that was fucking awesome. While we're dude. talking comic books, uh, I loved Kevin Smith's Daredevil and Kevin Smith's uh, Green Arrow. Guardian Angel. Um, Gu- that was him, right? Guardian yeah, Angel. Guardian Angel. That was that was the uh, or Guardian Devil. I mean, yeah, yeah. That yeah. was that was him and uh, Quesada. Yeah, it was fucking awesome. Yeah, was that his the one green his Mysterio? Green Arrow. Yeah, his yeah. Green Arrow was like the best version of Green Arrow that I ever read. Yeah. Um, and and in the Green Arrow comic, Green Arrow meets Batman. Yeah. And it was the first time we're introduced to Kevin Smith's Batman. And we're like, why the fuck isn't Kevin Smith writing Batman? Yeah. Right. And then we had Kevin Smith writing the Death of Superman movie that got shot down. It was going to be a Tim Burton uh, Superman movie that was written by Kevin Smith. Uh, and that got shot down like, you know, pretty much right after everything was written and, and now I'm really ready sad for production. That we never had a chance to see Nick Cage yell back at Batman, Martha. <laughs> it could have just both of them go back back and forth. Martha. I think that's Martha, why I think that's why Martha. that movie got canned though, is because Nick Cage was involved. Um but but all I'm saying is after reading Kevin Smith's comics, all of them, anything that he's ever touched in the comic book world, right? After reading that, I can't I can't say that I would expect it to be, you know, typical Kevin Smith clerk style yeah. writing. It would be he would be totally in tune with who that character is and and what we should be getting from that character. Yeah. And, and and I think that if uh, if Affleck is smart, he taps him and, and at, at least gets him to do what you're saying, get a, get a collaboration going where he's actually like helping him out editing and and uh, going over like, you know, what the script is and stuff like that. Yeah. <clears throat> I think they should slow way down. I understand that Justice League is in production right now. I understand that. That's the problem. Like, it's it's already happened. I get that. Slow the whole rest of the calendar down. Apparently, Wonder Woman was on a good track, and it's looking all right. You know, so that's cool. Hopefully, hmm. it is. Uh, slow way down. Just slow down. Uh, do your Justice League and make it the best that you can. And see how Batman goes. Reevaluate, and then and keep giving us movies. Just make them, just make them stronger. Uh, but I will return my piece of shit sandwich and th- my neighbor's piece of shit sandwich too. Because if my neighbor starts biting into his piece of shit sandwich and going, ah, you know, I'm gonna give it a try because I like Superman. Fuck you. It's a piece of shit sandwich. Take it back. Mm. He ordered steak, and I ordered steak too, motherfucker. Like the reason why the reason why this movie fails is because it is. The eight years of what Marvel did 
to get to the point where they could say, you know, yeah, here's, here's right. It's the pacing. Here's Avengers: uh, Infinity War. You know what I mean? Like they're doing they're doing Justice League Dark Side, right? Like Justice League versus Dark Side next year, right? Yeah. First, the first freaking thing out the gate is like this huge battle with this like alien dude, like on another, and nobody knows why, nobody knows the reasons. It hasn't built up to anything. Yeah, how do you go up from there? And, exactly, and and you've got and you've got Marvel that took it step by step. You had Iron Man, which they didn't even know if it was going to be successful. Then right. it was successful. You had that stinger at the end with Nick Fury, uh, you know, introducing the idea of the Avengers Initiative, and then there that was that was a big like everybody's like, wow, that's going to happen. And like so because yeah. because of the reaction, Marvel was like, okay, well maybe we can do this. And then they start like introducing other heroes, and they yeah. we get to know everybody. Then they meet, and then it becomes the Avengers, and then we get the Avengers, and then they we get Guardians of the Galaxy. Then they start taking risks. Um, Imagine DC's if- like, wow, that that can be done. Okay, cool, let's do it. Boom, <laughs> right? And and we don't we don't get any of the buildup. We don't get to meet anybody. We don't get to. What year was Iron Man? Iron Man was two thousand eight. Eight. All right. Eight. So let's say in Iron Man at the end, Nick Fury pulls out a, a file with a whole bunch of other people in there. Is Captain America and 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 Hulk and all these other people, and then it says two thousand. Eight, nine. 2009, also 2009, 2010. There's like a date yeah. attached to each one of them that's in the next like 18 months. Right. And it's too much too soon. I mean, and what if one of them fails? I mean, how do you reevaluate? Because Marvel failed. Now, they didn't fail like an F, but but Iron Man 2 was lame duck, man. Iron Man 2 is, I know we differ and that's okay, but it it wasn't good. It wasn't great. Right? No, and, and that's another example of something that wasn't super excellent, but it was, to me, it was enjoyable. It was passing. Like I watched it, and like you know, you had you had elements that were you had elements that were kind of head scratchers. Like what yep. the hell are they doing with Whiplash? Like what's his deal? Like how come you know he's how is he an Iron Man villain, but he's like bare chested all the time? Like I yeah. like there were certain things that you're just like wondering, like how does he even how does why doesn't Iron Man just crush this motherfucker? Yeah. Right? Um but you also had. Fucking RDJ, right? Yeah. Being the best Tony Stark that he could be, like. Yeah. And, and Sam Rockwell is another one of those actors who I'll take in anything. Exactly. And and the biggest problem with the biggest problem with Iron Man Two was that they approach Demon in the Bottle, but mm-hmm. they never give it to you. Yeah, that was. You know, that was that, the tragic part of it, and yeah. I think that's what made a lot of people say, "Oh, this sucked," right? New, because you're expecting it. But newer you don't Marvel, get it. more aged Marvel, like it is, you know, years later now. Uh, I think they could find a way to do something like that, right? And, and not at the time, and and now it might be too late with that character. But I think, uh, well, at the time, Disney bought them like right. after the first Iron Man, yep. And they were, I know that Favreau was like, "We're doing Demon in the Bottle," yeah. And Disney was like, "Yeah, no, you're not. <laughs> we're not going to have an alcoholic hero, right? That's not going to happen. We're Disney. Where we don't want the kids to, you know, see that and try and emulate it and blah blah blah. So we're not doing that. So now that Disney has a little bit more faith in the Marvel way, yep, they they would probably allow a little bit more. Do you think Disney's changed the Marvel books? I think that Disney has changed the the face of what they stand for. Marvel, like the whole diversity thing. I I totally give Disney credit for that. Like for that initiative, like you know, like tearing everything it's weird, down, and right? Give, giving us a giving us ten a, years ago, nobody would no, <laughs> nobody would really be saying this. Yeah, like giving us giving us a, a Korean American Hulk, 
given us a, an African-American Captain America give, yeah. that, that's not from the past or a fuck up by the United States that, yeah. got, that got turned into a white Captain America. Like he's actually today's Captain America. Right. To give us a female Thor, to give us, a, you know, in, in a Hindi, um, you know, Miss Marvel, right? Like Love to give Ms. us Mar- oh, such to a give, character. To give us a Puerto Rican-American, uh, Puerto Rican-American, African-American uh, Spider-Man, right? Um, that doesn't want to be the, the black Spider-Man, yeah. right? Uh, like, that was an awesome scene, by the way, where he's just like, well, I don't want to be the black Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, I just want to be Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, and, and, and like to give us to give us that now and to do it all in one shot. Like, I totally think Disney has their stamp on that because their whole like if you watch the Disney Channel at all. Right. And, and I do because I have like, you know, nephews yeah. that come over all the time. You have a child that probably watches it from time to time. Yeah. I know he's more progressive than most children and he probably watches The Walking Dead. Yeah. But <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> sometimes. But um, but but, you know, he, he's got to watch Disney from time to time. And like does, you, yeah. you, you turn that channel on and you see We're diversity. Everything fans, is diverse. Nickelodeon. Yeah. Everything is and, diverse. And Disney. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they've been that way for a long time. So I think they came in and they were like, wow, you have a lot of white superheroes. Let's uh, let's fix that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But I mean, aside from that, I mean, did they I don't think they've uh, I feel like the books are tighter. I didn't expect I well, I guess I guess you should expect that. Right. But but you could also see a lot of dissent. You could see reason for a lot of people saying, oh, there's new management. I'm getting out of here. But it feels like they left management alone and let them do what was already working in it. And it hasn't gotten looser. It's gotten tighter, kind of like the the books feel more streamlined. If the, And I don't know if this is a result, but my only complaint about Marvel Comics recently has been the events The the events happen so frequently that there's no status quo because they're going to shake up the whole world. You know, so as soon as you get used to a character, well, guess what? In six months, the, all of Marvel dies. Yeah. You know, then, then they bring back Marvel and it, everybody's an alien. We're bringing back the real people. And no, then, I think I think what Marvel's going through now is what DC has been going through for years. Um, crisis. They, yeah, they're going through a crisis, an identity crisis. They're trying to, they're trying to find themselves and find what works. Uh, what people are gonna love, and then they're gonna they're gonna tear it down, keep the best of what they've got, and get rid of the rest, and like bring more stuff into it, and what's, see if that works. And, what's the rest? What do they need to get rid of? Um, I don't. I, I mean, they need to get rid of the new Avengers, in my opinion, because that shit is fucking boring. I tried reading it. I'm re- I, I actually have been reading the it new all Avengers. the way through. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Not the all new, all different. Miss. Ma- oh, okay, no, no. I'm talking about the one with Squirrel Girl and yeah, and it, it's just. So, and I love Squirrel Girl. I love all. Right, I love all not, the characters. Right. It's just not a good book. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they have really they have really shitty like villains and like story arcs and stuff yeah. like that. And like it could be so much more than it is. And it I just feel like it's wasted. What else? Um Honestly, I think I'd say the Inhumans. Uh I don't I don't know that you agree. I think you like the Inhumans more I than like I do. I like the Inhuman story. Yeah. Um The tight small story. I like the tight small story. You know I haven't what I mean? read I haven't read the new book. Like I've read, I've read a couple of issues, and I think part of the reason why I don't read some of the stuff is because they've thrown so many new things at us that I can't possibly read it all, um, especially with all these movies and animated uh, specials and stuff like that. Um, I just end up there. There are certain ones that I just leave behind, uh, and and humans is one of them. I do have the books, I just haven't read them yet. Uh, it's going to happen eventually, and hopefully, it's something that can carry me through. But I mean, for now, I think, you know, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur is one of my favorite books. It's a it's one of the surprise hits. Yeah, I think um, Vision, you put me onto that. Yeah, it's great. Um, 
you know, the Silver Surfer has been now he just so said, much fun. He just said the vision, which nobody's reading. Read the vision. I don't. I can't say that nobody's. I don't. I don't have the numbers. I don't know. I just can't imagine that people are picking up the vision uh, because it's such a weird, quirky book. It's so amazing. Yeah, yep. it's really good. And, and and speaking of quirky, amazing books, the next book that you said was oh, Silver Surfer. So amazing. Yeah. And and you want to talk weird and quirky? I mean, like it's just literally like it's it's silly. It's a silly book. Now I don't like but cosmic books. I don't. I don't like cosmic books, which is odd because my favorite Marvel movie is Guardians. I love. I, th- mm-hmm. I just think it's perfect. Um, but but I don't love the cosmic stuff so much. I like stuff that's grounded. I love the art that I can relate to and look around and say, hey, this looks like you know stuff that I can. I stuff that I can get the animal planet kind of stuff. Like this is the stuff that is in my world. I get it. Um, I don't get a lot of the cosmic stuff, but Silver Surfer has been such a great ride. I think it's from the same guy who did Static X, which was another great Marvel book that went under the radar. You should also check out. Yeah, it's it's not written by uh, Milligan. Milligan did Static X. Um, it's not. No, it's I I believe it's, it's written no, by Slot. He, he It's written by Dan Slot. Dan Slot and uh Mike Allred. No, no, so Mike Allred did the art. I'm talking Yeah. About, okay. And did Mike say, Allred Mike Allred did the art on Did Static I say it was X. written by or it was by? Cuz I You said by. Okay. So I I meant Mike Allred. Right. The 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 artist. I'm with you. Yes. Yeah, so yes. the art the artist Mike Allred did did Static X, but it was uh Peter Milligan who who wrote that. Um and Dan Slott is the writer on Silver Surfer. Static Dan Slott was also Dan so Slott is is a freaking dope writer, man. Like I love that dude. Um, he is a guy that takes chances. He he doesn't mind doing silly shit. And he gave a, he's the guy that gave us uh, Superior Spider Man out of some Freaky Friday shit that I thought was going to be awful. Yeah, like I you told you you literally texted me and said, hey. Uh, I don't know what just happened, but it looks like Peter Parker and Doc Ock swapped <laughs> minds. And I was like, that's bullshit, right? Like, I literally, like, I was like, I am not reading How that. How stupid <laughs> a premise is that? Yeah. Yeah. And it just, it was so fucking good. Yeah. Right? And and I think that's the that's the thing that Marvel does best is they take they take these swings, right? And it's like, let's try it. And see what, and see how it goes, right? Yeah. Like, like writers that they trust come to them and say, "Hey, I'm going to try this this shit that's going to sound really silly, but give it a chance and let's see where it goes." Okay? And Marvel's like, "Okay, cool, let's do it." And then they do it, and it's and nine times out of ten, it's a it's a hit. Sometimes it's a miss, <laughs> but they don't care. You know what else I'm really enjoying? Um, and and this is something that we've talked about before, and you had a difference of opinion. I wonder if you've had a chance to check it out again or not. Um, Red Wolf. As a matter of fact, we didn't I even checked it out. We again. didn't have we didn't have the debate because you didn't like it and I hadn't read it. But I read it anyway. And I'm like, "Man, this is really good." And I'm up to date, so I've like read all of them and I really like it. What was it that you didn't like about it? It was just weird. It was like you had you had this like Indian sheriff, right? Uh-huh. And and to me, like I'm I'm just thinking in my mind like I'm I'm reading this book and I see this guy, he's he's a Native American sheriff and I'm like, "Cool, he's a sheriff." Right? But why is he wearing war paint, like all the time? Yeah. Like, what's up with that? Like, take that shit off, and he could just be because he's uh, look. Either you're gonna be dressed like a cowboy and a sheriff, yeah, or you're gonna be dressed like an Indian in war paint. I don't see how. I, I think doing both just threw me off. 
I was just like, this is really weird. And I couldn't wrap my head around it. And I just stopped reading as soon as I, as soon as I realized that that's what was going on. I was like, nah, I'm not, I'm done. It's, it's a good point. Why is he still wearing the war paint in contemporary times? He's a man out of time. He's, but it's all happened in a matter of a day or two. So um, I think but even then, I think you have the sense to say, okay, well, I'm going to put on these clothes so I can be like the pe- like in, like contemporary and be like the people that are around me, right? Yeah. You look at everybody else, nobody else is wearing war paint. Let me take this shit off now. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like maybe it's time to retire this. Like, you know I'm, what I mean? Like, now I got to go back and read today's issue and the one that came out this week and see if he was still wearing war paint because that would be interesting. Uh, and if he st- if he stops wearing the war paint, let me know, and I'll probably pick up the book <laughs> and start reading it. Does again. that make it? Does that disqualify the book? It disqualifies. It disqualifies it for me. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yet my laundry list of things against Batman versus Superman did not disqualify it for you. No. So let's let's <laughs> let's take. Uh, we got one thing. <laughs> let's take uh, the jar of piss or the. Let's take T'Challa from Black Panther, or, right? Yeah. If he's gonna wear a suit. Yeah. Right? You're not going to throw, like, a dashiki over it. You know what I mean? Or maybe you are. Maybe that's how you wear a dashiki. Hold you, on. Wait. You, you let me, might. Let me, yeah. let me, let me, let me, re- let me, let me think I of something else. I don't know enough. Else. Let me think of something else, because I don't know enough either. Uh, you, you're not going to put on a suit and then put on geisha paint. You know what I mean? And and be in America and just walk around the streets. You know what I mean? As a as a female? As a, as a male. You're not going to do that in Japan either, are you? I, All right, never mind. Who? All right, hold on. <laughs> Let me think. I wish, I wish you could see my face. <laughs> hold on. Wait, so... Uh, so you, we, do you get what I'm saying, though? Yeah, like, we got to... Hold on. There's a lot... So so there's a lot more comics. I mean, I remember you saying comics, and I just want to... Like, there's so much good stuff out there. Marvel's, Marvel's publishing Star Wars books now, which you nor I thought that they could Here it is. Here come it in is. and make the splash. I'm not gonna. I'm not going to go to work every day. At, at my store, right? And have my uniform on, yep. but also have on my Giants fan paint on my face. Like have on like, you know, a half white, half red, or half white and half blue face, right? At work and just be like, hey, how you doing today? How can I help you out? <laughs> right? Like every single day, right? Because that, that paint is for like, I'm going to a game. This is my game yeah. face. You know what I mean? This guy's not going to war every day. He's going. He's going to work. He's a servant of the civ- of the people as a sheriff, right? Yeah. And, and his face is made up like he's gonna fuck you up every time he sees you. Like I am going to fuck somebody up today. That's my job. Yeah. I don't know that. Yeah. Okay. Like that's that's what well, war paint is. He does go to fuck people up though. Well, uh, well, yeah, but he's not. That's not like if you're a sheriff, that shouldn't be you, your primary. You make a you make responsibility. A very decent point. You make a very decent point. His uniform is just like that. Your uniform has to make sense to me. You make a very decent point. I've just got to, I've just got to take a look at it and see how much time has passed. Like if he's t- even had the opportunity to address the issue. Here's the, here's my and point. And then if that disqualifies the book or if it's just something stupid and an otherwise pretty good book. To me, to me, right? The worst reason, case scenario, it's something stupid and an otherwise The reason good there's book. face paint on him is to qualify him as a Native American. That's the reason why it's there. Yeah. And and it doesn't need to be. It's is to the take, point. It's to take this caricature and put him in red face. Right. It's to say it's to say, hey, this guy's Native American. If you don't know that by looking at him, here's the face paint. Right. Yes. Oh, gee, well, now I know he's Native American. Like you shouldn't have to do that. Right. Yep. Like it should just be known. Hey, and, and like the name Red Wolf. Like 
okay, cool. Like, but you're not like, you know, if that's your name, that's your name. Right. <laughs> but that's his name. By that alone, you should be like, oh, his name's Red Wolf. What? culture is that from yeah. right <laughs> like you don't need the face paint to accentuate that and that and that's what's really bothering me about the book it's yeah. like it it's it's not necessarily insulting but it's distracting and it's like fuck i can't get over it's a, it it's a fair point and shame on them if uh they're using it to put a caricature in red face uh otherwise i've got to go back and check out the storyline again i just want to you know i want to take a look but it, it makes sense it makes but, um, sense. I uh, wanted to get into our list of movies. Okay. That we that we graded. You sent me recently because of the because I needed context <laughs> because I rated Batman v Superman a seventy. Right. Uh, Roberto could not get his head around it and understand why, so he wanted to know, you know, what my my scores for other movies were. Right. right yeah. I so needed... so I understood that. So I was like, screw it, I'll, I'll do it. I, I I sat down. We we he sent me this like. Uh, Excel spreadsheet of like over uh, over now, fifty movies. Okay, so so you should know that I'm I'm I get obsessive, man. I do right. Mm-hmm. So I needed to understand how when people were saying this is a good movie, I needed to understand how they were coming to this conclusion, how they were arriving at this is a good movie, or were they really watching the same movie that I was? So when you said that it was an okay movie, to me. That registered as a a ringing endorsement because to me it was such a piece of shit that okay is an A is like here an A plus. It's like what the fuck? How could it possibly be okay? So what I needed to know was what I needed to know was where it falls in your list of okay movies, right? Because if if it's if you thought that Michael Keaton Batman was okay and you call this movie okay, then what the hell is wrong with you? How are they both? you know, in the same category. So I just needed to see how you categorize this movie. So I put together a ridiculously long list of, I could probably tell you here by the line number, 88 movies. Uh, And I put them in order of date because I'm meticulous and obsessive. Mm -hmm. And I went down and I pretty carefully ranked them zero to 100. Uh, 100 being what I would consider a perfect movie, a zero being something that is is just there's nothing redeemable at all. And I'd like to think that there's something redeemable in almost any movie, right? Mm-hmm. So so and and including Batman versus Superman, yeah, I gave it an F, but I thought there was a lot of cool things in there. You know? Just like think about those tests that you've taken that have like you know, that you might get a lot of right answers, you might get a lot of wrong answers, but there's some essay questions that you feel like you nailed. You had some really good stuff in there. Yeah. So so here's something, right? Like I want to start off. We're going to start off with like okay. our highest ranked movies, right? Okay. And I want to start off at near the top, not at the very top, because um, at the very top, we both agreed that Guardians of the Galaxy was a one hundred. Yeah. Right. So that that nailed everything. There was nothing bad about that movie. There's just um, I can't think of a single reason to take a point away from that movie. So, I just love every moment of it. So being a one, being a, on a scale of one to a hundred, mm-hmm. right? It's a very, it's a broad scale, right? So it was kind of, it, it was, for me, it was a little difficult, but because I'm more of a one to ten kind of guy, yeah. right? Um, but 
it was like so so the the second to the top was captain america winter soldier you're not it turns out you're not a one to ten kind of guy it turns out you're a one or ten kind of guy is what i found out <laughs> what i found out from this list it was either like you can work you can operate solely on a thumbs up thumbs down basis which is really interesting to me now we're not talking about movies anymore we're talking about you right mm. we're talking about so this is interesting there's not anything wrong with that you're not better or worse than i am like you're not i'm not better than you are and you're not better than i am because of that it's just so far different the way that we operate like i need to take all of these things into consideration and you're like hey i've seen enough i can tell you high quality stuff here or i could i've seen enough i could tell you zero <laughs> you know what i mean Right, but but I think I, I do think that I have a little bit more range than that because of Batman yeah. v Superman being in the picture, and I am not giving that a ringing endorsement. I am just saying that it's not a zero, it's not a hundred. So let's um let's, um, let's get to Batman versus Superman just so we can have context for the rest of the conversation because I I know that we're leaving everybody hanging. That's what we're talking about. But right, first, though, okay, go because ahead. because because you I facilitate, have facilitate my bet. Well, no, 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 no. I, I just have I just have a question about this and it's and it's on my mind right now and I don't want to lose it but oh, uh, Captain America Winter Soldier I yep. gave it a hundred yep um, because I put it neck and neck with Guardians of the Galaxy they're two different movies like as far as like the, the type of movie that they are mm-hmm. but to me they were both perfect representations of what those those types of movies should be yeah um, but but you gave it a 99 and I, I want to know how something loses one point <laughs> Like I mean, I get like a ninety-five. Yeah, okay. I get a, I get a, a an eighty or something like that. But you took one point away, um, and I want to know Honestly, what the one point. was. I might have taken more points away than one. Although uh, the final tally looks like one, I might have dropped uh, five points or so just for a little bit of pacing stuff. Like, is this perfect? If this isn't perfect, what keeps it from being perfect? Why don't I watch it all the time? Why don't I want to watch this again right now? And that sometimes isn't, that sometimes doesn't display what's a perfect movie and what's not a perfect movie. Some very bad movies that I want to watch over and over again all day long. And there's some very good movies again that, that I, I don't need to see again. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, Guardians, I can watch over and over again. Winter Soldier, uh, after I saw it twice, I'm good. I'm good. I don't need to see it again. Um, and if there's a reason why I wouldn't want to watch it again, it would be because of the pacing uh, and because of the time that it takes to develop the story uh, and some of the stuff with Nick Fury. I think some of uh, the the plot points around Nick Fury um, were were weird. Um, I've got an issue with characters dying all the time and coming back, and it's one of the things that I hate about comics, Marvel, DC. It doesn't matter. Um, imagine we saw the dirt fly off the casket at the end of Batman versus Superman. Like this whole storyline, first of all, if they would have called it death of Superman would have been contextually different and ranked higher to me just out of context. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, and already we're talking about bringing it back and I'm, I, I digress. I'm talking about, uh, that's where a little bit of the pacing stuff and a little bit of the tease of death with Nick Fury is the only area that I thought that kept it from being perfect. Probably okay. should have had it around a 96, but I enjoyed it so much that I really register it as a 99. So Batman v Superman, just because uh, we want to get that as like the the centerpiece of what we're doing here. Uh-huh. Uh, you scored it a 44. I scored it a 70. Uh, 70 being 70 being passing. I, I passed it. uh more than just like barely passing like i thought it was i thought it was a i thought it was an okay movie and it's for a, me it's a c for me and you know me from 
forever. Mm-hmm. Like for me, a, an okay movie isn't necessarily an okay movie for it's, everybody. It's a failing movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not an okay yeah. movie for everybody. I'm a little bit more generous than than most people. Um, but I, but as you can see from my scores here, my my sliding scale is is uh, you know it's forgiving. Yeah. Um, like Scott Pilgrim versus the World. That's my next uh, highest ranked movie uh, that that you and I had. Wait, did and you give it? Did you give it a four hundred? I sure did. <laughs> uh, I sure did because it was such a fun movie, and it, and I watched it so many times. Um, and I was very surprised that you gave it a ninety-eight. I thought you would at least give it a hundred. Oh, I love it so much. Um, I love that movie so much. And, and it's one of those movies that I didn't expect to love. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't like you read the comics before the movie, right? Oh, like yeah. it's one of your favorite comic oh, books. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, and and I had never read the comics, so when I watched the movie, it made me want to read the comics. Brian Lee O'Malley. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it made me want to read the books, and the books like were great, and the movie covered just about every it, beat from the books, but it did it in such a different way that uh, it was able to be contained in man, a, in bef- a in a feature length film. Before it came out, I told you this book and this director is perfect Mm -hmm. it is it matching edgar wright to to this book is just the smartest thing possible yep and and edgar wright for those who don't know i mean like i'm you must you must know shawn of the dead yeah uh the end of the world yeah um hot fuzz uh this guy is everything everything he touches is friggin' amazing yeah uh ant-man is basically his yeah yep uh most of ant-man that that we've seen was was his with uh you know who's the new guy oh i don't i don't remember yeah he 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 gave the new guy gave us uh you know what was that movie uh the cheerleader film i can't say he might he might have been great yeah but like i just needed him to not screw up what was what i already trust in edgar wright that's how much i trust edgar wright and i feel bad for whoever the 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 guy whose name i'm forgetting for ant-man bring it on he right. he did bring it on. Right. So he maybe he's amazing. And I hope that he like really nails the next one. Yeah, Ant Man and the Wasp. But yeah, as I'm watching this, I see all these Edgar Wright things in it. Well, we're not gonna have Michael Douglas. That's gonna suck. Oh yeah. Did Michael Douglas die or is he dying? What's the deal? Uh I don't remember. I think we're on our own. I think we're on our own. We're all right. As okay. long as long as I have Michael Pena. Yeah, right. Um so yeah, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. I'm not, I'm not sure why you gave it a 98, but I gave it a 400 because it was it blew away my expectations. Like that that movie was like just awesome. It was funny. It was it was well written. You felt for the characters. All right, you win. I yield to you on a scale of zero to 100. I give it a 400. All right, cool. So we agree on that. Scott Pilgrim's it's it's so good. I rate it Superman lower than you, the original Superman film. Yeah, mainly because of the whole flying around the world thing. Really? Because I thought that's what I thought. I thought that's it's weird because I gave it a ninety. You gave right. it an eighty-five. Right. It wasn't that big, big of a disparage. Uh, uh, that big no, of a no. difference. Right. We're close. It's to me. Uh, that's the only thing that kept that movie for because I loved the next one so much. But after you know so much time has passed and I watched it again, Superman two, which. I also gave a 90, and you also gave a 90. Mm-hmm. Superman 2, which was the standard bearer, you know, now, if I watched it today, it seems so goofy. 
And there's a lot more slapstick stuff happening in Superman 2 than in Superman 1. Mm. So Superman 1, I, I give that serious nature like a lot more points. And I took away, the only points that I took away was flying around the earth backwards to save Lois because that does not, that's not science and it makes my brain hurt. <laughs> so, so you know that that I thought was upsetting, but otherwise, uh, damn near perfect movie. Then uh, Superman three, we both kind of agreed that uh, awful. Yeah, you gave it a thirty eight. I gave it a fifteen. Yep. Um, just because they they had a chance to do something, uh, and they didn't. Yeah, <laughs> like they were just like, oh, let's just get a Superman movie out there. Um, Supergirl, I gave it a five. You gave it a twenty five. That's that seems like a big difference and and the only reason why i gave it a five was because helen slater yeah you know i don't like, i don't maybe i don't remember <laughs> i don't remember the movie enough i just remember it not being good but i thought it was all right anyway because it was it was capes uh the punisher i gave it 20 you gave 35 and we're not talking about the thomas jane punisher we're talking about dolph lundgren, dolph lundgren yeah because that happened uh with no <laughs> no skull on his chest at all like the one thing that fucking makes the punisher cool and badass they decided not to use. Good for them to have him running around the sewer, though. Yeah, like <laughs> on a motorcycle in the sewer. Yeah. How he got it out of the sewer to like ride on the streets, I have no idea. Kudos. Um, we disagreed on Roger Corman. Like you gave it a 49. I said it did not wow. belong on, on the list. I didn't know that we disagreed. I knew after I saw this list, but I thought we went our whole lives saying... Yeah, man, that movie was deliciously awful. Well, I'm saying, I, it was, but here's the thing: like Roger Corman's Fantastic Four, right? Yeah, was <laughs> Roger Corman's Fantastic Four? It, it's like having that on the list is like having like uh, you know, for that, those who that don't know, Batman Predator YouTube thing on the list. Like, I mean, it's it's a it's not really a movie. It's not really you know, it's not really anything. If it's you just, don't know, Fox. Uh, had the light the the rights to uh, Fantastic Four, and all they had to do to keep the rights was to produce a movie. So they hired uh, B movie director Roger Corman to uh, to make a movie, and uh, they gave him a budget of like one million dollars, like nothing. They gave him like no budget. Uh, obviously, they weren't trying to make a good movie. They weren't even trying to release a movie. They were just trying to have a movie so that they can contractually qualify to keep the rights to Fantastic Four, which they did. Uh, the movie with no budget, of course, was horrible. Um, this old man goes to pick up this young family at the house for a space adventure, and the mom's like, oh, you're going off to space now. Look at you, my Fantastic Four. You remember this stuff? Yes. Oh, man. <laughs> and and Dr. Doom, here's, here, here's the thing, though, and you have to agree. Dr. Doom Dr. Doom was just a, a, a mime. He was awful. He was dressed like Dr. Doom, but he was literally like a mime. As he spoke, they were so afraid that you, he wouldn't be able to emote because you can't see his face that they had him hand motion what he was saying. So, for example, if he said, I love you, they would have him do like a Justin Bieber heart thing against his chest you know what i mean uh i remember him saying you're watching me on the television and he did the motion to his eyes and then he made a box like it was the television yeah he was like the sign language chick in the in the lower hand corner of the screen like when you're watching yes yes uh, the exactly. president That's talk a or great whatever. example now it was laughably <laughs> bad but 
to this day, and there have been multiple Dr. Doom. It was now, the best representation of Dr. Doom. It's still the best <laughs> representation of Dr. Doom. With all respect to the guy who from Nip Tuck who tried it a couple years ago, uh, it was this was the best Dr. Doom there was. And I'm a, I, I love some Dr. Doom. The story wasn't that awful. The script was. The uh, special effects were terrible. To me, still a better movie than Batman versus Superman. Dude, so 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 I want to talk about some of our worst though, um, and really, just I'm just gonna group them all into one one thing. Go for it. And I and and I just want to know how they got points at all, because uh, I gave them I gave all three of these a zero, uh, but somehow you gave Catwoman an eleven. You <laughs> g- I don't know how it got eleven points at all. Uh, you gave Electra a thirty-eight. Like Electra got a thirty-eight, dude. Yeah. Uh, and and you gave. Man Thing set a seventeen. Man Thing got more points than Catwoman, which Man Thing was a a, a television movie, wasn't Man it? Thing was it was, a, a, it was on like Sci-Fi, a Sci-Fi Network, yeah, Marvel movie. <laughs> like, yeah, looking, it was really bad, dude. I'm looking at these scores and I'm like, how do they even get a score? Like, well, how, <laughs> here's a, here's a question for you. Yeah, and and this is my answer. Um. I man, after I learned after I learned logic as like a as like a course, right? I, mm. it's, so it's like mathematical wordplay. Um, it really changed my world. It changed my world. Like uh, it's it's replaced uh, religion and all these other things. Like this makes this is what makes so much sense to me. Um, would you agree that Would you agree that to some form or another, one of those movies is better than the other? One? Not good. Not what I'm not claiming that any of them are good. In fact, I've qualified all of them as failing movies. They're all terrible movies. But if I had to rank the terrible movies, I could rank them and say this one's worse than this one. What this tells me, yeah, this list. <laughs> wait, right? wait, would you agree that was that you, you finished those three <laughs> movies <laughs> to be able to judge them against each yeah. other and and, yeah. and I could not, <laughs> I could yeah. not finish any of them. Like I, I got through maybe. The first half hour of, I thought you of watched each. Electra. Yeah, the I first half you, hour. I think you watched. First that. half hour. <laughs> All right, I won't blow up your spot. It's your show. No, no, first half hour, bro. All like, right. what? Did I sit there and watch it with you or something? I thought we. I thought we went to the movies. No, I know we did for Spirit of Vengeance or yes, Ghost Rider. We did. Ghost Rider Two. Yep. Uh, as awful as that was. But Idris Elba was in it, so that I gave it more points than you did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, well, that disqualifies them from being zeros, right? If if you can say, if I can say this one was slightly less awful than this one, which one smells the most? Which one smells the absolute worst? And you give me like three really horrible smelling things and I could point it like, oh my God, this one's going to make me throw up right now. That tells you that they're not zeros. Like the one that makes me throw up right now and I can't even have it near me, that's the zero. So these are on a sliding scale of awfulness. So I feel like if I was to watch all of those movies in their entirety, uh-huh. I would have to start getting either into negative territory, <laughs> right? That's not... Or or if negative is not part of You've broken the equation, the scale, my friend. I would have to get into decimals. Okay. So I'd have to say maybe zero and then like maybe 0.2, maybe, maybe you know, 0. Yeah. 0.5, <laughs> right? But I don't even think I could get into like the number one. Yeah. I don't think the number one would be a thing. I, you know. I, like a full integer, I could not. I don't know what you want me to do. I don't want to, I don't want to argue for any of these movies. You win. You okay. win. They're all, right. all zeros. Yeah. I, they're they're all, I've, I, I've, I've 
explained my logic to the audience. Like they, they've literally, so they are literally. My logic exists, but if you want to call them zeros, I'm not going to argue with you. Dude, they are my, they are my, um, they're my weapon <laughs> when it comes to a horrible movie. Like somebody says, oh, this movie's awful. And I'd be like, well, at least it's not Electra or Catwoman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Man thing's not even in my, in my brain. <laughs> Here's why Catwoman's worse than Electra. Uh, because DC has always treated the women terribly, like we've already said, mm-hmm. and it's always been a cosmetics company, right? That's what she was fighting in Catwoman in the Wonder Woman TV show that never came out. Shame on them for not doing it right because they had the perfect cast. They got mm. uh, Adrian Palicki from uh, Agents of Shield, yeah, uh, and and she's she's so amazing. Um, and she was fighting Carrie Ells, a cosmetics like dude. Like these are women, so let's have them fight makeup people. Really? Is that the best you can do? That's offensive. I am offended. I'm Not offended. only is it offensive, but it's also like, why? Yeah. Like there are so many other villains that you have. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you have yeah. The problem, the one of the biggest problems I have with DC movies and, and television and and whatnot is that you. The fucking studio owns all the shit. Yeah, they own everything. Like like Marvel, we've got you know Fox because they ha- they have their hands in the pot. We got Sony with their hands in the pot. We got you know Lionsgate has had their hands in the pot. Um, that's the biggest problem that I have with it is that we are doing so much with a fraction of what Marvel owns. Yeah, and I say we like I'm like on the team, but you know what I mean. Like I'm a Marvel fan. Yeah. Um, and DC has everything like they have the, everything's all in one basket yeah why can't they why can't they just use their characters that were written to be the characters that they are and they have to change everything you got cos- you're introducing new shit like cosmetics villains like that don't even exist in the comics I, you're introducing a lex luthor that's a fucking real estate agent uh and then in the next one he's a gigolo and he's like you know he's more of a gigolo but still a real estate agent yeah. and then you got this guy who's not even a he's not even on that spectrum he's not, he's some completely different douchebag yeah. uh why when you had smallville and the lex luthor on smallville that everybody oh, so good. Everybody can agree that that was the best, not only the best representation representation of Lex Luthor, but they should be calling Michael Rosenbaum right now and saying, "Hey, dude, you ready? Yeah, <laughs> let's do this. Yeah, you look right? close enough. Like, if you, we can make you look like Jesse Eisenberg a little bit. Just shave his head. No, and and no disrespect to Jesse Eisenberg because he's Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah, he shouldn't have been cast for this. No, no, uh, and it just goes back to. But tell me why it passed. Okay, so so why did Batman v Superman pass? I told you why it passed. It passed because it entertained me, and I was and I was able to sit in that theater and I followed everything, even though everything was so disjointed. I was able to take like the pieces of it. It's the same reason why I liked Sucker Punch. I liked Sucker Punch more than anybody else liked Sucker Punch. Why? Because I I I, compart- I compartmentalize. It's a fair example. Each thing. I compartmentalized each thing that was going on, and I said, "I love that scene. That yeah. was awesome. Uh, you know, I enjoyed that scene. I enjoyed that scene, and I compartmentalized it because that's what it was to me. That's how it was written. That's would you how it was say meant to Sucker be. Punch was a good movie? I would say Sucker Punch was an okay movie. It's interesting to me because because like I put Sucker quality Punch in the, of in movie the seventh, and enjoyment. I just consider category. such different things. Quality of movie and enjoy like like again like I point at those movies. Um, the Last Dragon, right? I love Hold The on. Last I, Dragon. One of my favorite it, movies I got, ever. I have perspective wasn't, for you. You know, it wasn't I have it. high quality. 
I have it. Yep. Do you remember um, the EarthX like video clip that they played at Chicago Comic Con? Yes. Right. Yes. And how we watched that, and we were like, "Oh shit, yeah, that was dope." Yeah. Right. And it was like maybe like what, like ten minutes, fifteen minutes, if that. I, maybe shorter. even less. Yeah. Like seven minutes or yeah. something. Um, we gotta find that. I watched. I watched the Batman v Superman movie, and the Batman v Superman movie was like a bunch of that, like just strung together. Yeah. But none of it interconnecting. So I watched each scene as like, as a separate like, se- like a, a separate video. Yeah. Right. And I was like, that was a cool scene, right? But then the next scene, I might have been like, eh, I didn't like that scene at all. But then they might have been another scene that I was like, oh, that was really cool, yeah. right? And, and I watched it in these little like flashes and it was like these little uh, these little flash fevers that I had that were like, oh, that was awesome. And I was like, oh, that was, that was garbage. That was awesome. That was garbage. And, and, and it, was just watching, it was just watching a montage almost. The whole movie was like a yep. montage to me. And, and like it had great scenes and, and bad scenes. And as a whole, the movie failed. But in these small parts, like they entertained me enough that I was like, "This is a this is an okay movie." I would I would I will watch it again when they add the thirty minutes. To you know, it. it makes it makes sense to me. Thirty minutes. I read today that there's a four hour cut of this movie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let me ask you a question. Um, I know I realize that you're still building your empire here, right? You and mm-hmm. Tony are, are building something really cool. Yeah. Uh, you showed me some plans for for where you're developing. So I know this is so early. Do you have a Do you have a method? for listeners to respond because uh i really want to see what what your community thinks about the batman versus superman debate like what what grade would you give it can we can we put like a report card somewhere can people somewhere put grades is there a comment yeah, section? i mean there is a uh there's there's a comment section but we've also have uh put up some some uh like polls like reader yeah. polls um and user polls and listener polls uh uh, people that watch The Walking Dead, for instance, we did some stuff with like you yeah. know who's gonna die and wh- and whatnot like that. Can you so, attach it to this? Can you attach like? Yeah, like when I when I put this out, I can actually put up a uh, a poll and I can I can do it on Twitter and Facebook and yeah. see what the results are and we can we can see. I, now for people who for people who get this through various sites, where where should we go to see this poll? Um, Twitter uh, at Redbeard Podcast at Redbeard Podcast on and Twitter on Facebook Redbeard Podcast. <laughs> I'm going to go. I have two Twitter accounts, so I'm going to vote F twice. (laughs) DC fanboys, uh, that's F for fuck you. Uh, I really, I really, DC fanboys, I really want better for you. I want your movies to be almost as good as Marvel. I want you to push Marvel. When you get better, I'm afraid you're going to get cockier than you already are. But but because uh, so many of you are near and dear to me, I want this to be good for you. Yeah, me too. Man, please hit up that comment section. I want to see what you think, man. Give this movie Yo, a rating. Mike Tyson, when he was knocking everybody out in 10 seconds, yeah. I mean, they, it was exciting, but there was really no winner. You paid like $100 to watch this dude fight for 10 seconds. Yep. When when Mike Tyson gets in the ring and he fights somebody that it goes 12 rounds, dude, that's a that's a fight. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Everybody wins then, right? Yeah. You paid $100 and you got your into you got your money's worth, right? Um I feel like if if Marvel versus DC turns into something where everybody is contributing to the to the genre and DC is killing it and Marvel's killing it everybody wins man there's no winner there's no loser it doesn't matter but when you have somebody when you have such a clear difference in in quality as far as the writing and the storytelling 
Dude, I mean, I feel like we've all lost because yeah. now we've got, I mean, we still have Marvel, but I was hoping that like I could go all year, right? And be like, yo, I've got Marvel, DC, Marvel, DC, Marvel, DC. I can go and see something awesome like every month or every other month. You know what I mean? Now, I'm, I mean, I'm looking forward to Suicide Squad. I want to see what they do with that. But if that fails and that fails me, like I'm, I'm going to lose all, all faith and I'm going to stop going to see DC movies and that's going to suck. Well, I think... I think you just made an important point that it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. Yeah. Thank you. And that being said, man, I mean, it was great having you on the show again. And, you know, it's good to see you. Hopefully we can do some more of this. Check out our stuff, man. Steamboxri.com. I'm trying to take some students to Japan. So if there's listeners who are Marvel fanboys who got my back and you want to help some students go to Japan, or if you want to help my, my students since most of them are DC nerds anyway and help them get their dreams come true to Japan, you guys should check out the link. Check out some of the stuff that we're doing. Thanks a lot. All right, man. Have a good one. Peace.